What's happening, weirdos? This is the return of my dear friend, the hilarious Jay Larson, whose full free stand-up special, Sounds Like Bruce, is available on YouTube now. Check that out. He's so funny, he's hilarious, and he's wonderful. You're about to hear. He's just a wonderful guy, an inspiring guy, and a very interesting guy. I'm also on tour. Thank you to everybody. I'm also on tour. Thank you to everybody that came out in Minneapolis. What an incredible weekend. And we have lots and lots more tour dates coming up. Go to PeteHolmes.com. Hope to see you. I think there's New York, Connecticut. There's all sorts of stuff. Cleveland was just added. Just go to PeteHolmes.com. See if I'm coming to a town near you. Hope that I am and hope that you can be there. This tour has been so fun. I'm loving it so, so much. And if you like this show, uh, we only do ads for things that we actually use and actually love. And the best product, the best product Well, what I'm saying is if there's one piece of technology that's changed my life for the better in the past couple years, it's this. If you're watching the video, it's the Apollo Neuro. It's a piece of wearable technology that you wear. I wear mine on the inside of the wrist. You can also wear it on your ankle if you want to be more discreet. Uh, But it delivers these almost sub-perceptual vibrations that speak to your nervous system in the language that it can understand, basically giving your body the sensation of a wearable hug, helping you recover from stress and get that feeling of being touched or held. It can help you relax. It can help you sleep, focus, and be more productive using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. It's an absolute game changer. I have one. Val has one. We've gifted Apollos to so many of our friends. It is incredible. Energy and wake up is one. Social is one. Clear and focused. Rebuild and recover. Great for after workouts. Great for after stressful phone calls or long days at work. Calm is one. Who doesn't want that? It's like finding the fuse box to your nervous system and you press calm and it just lulls you into a calm state. Great for meditation. Unwind at night is a setting. Unwind and fall asleep. If there's anything better than getting up in the night, peeing, and then laying back down, having a hard time falling back asleep and realizing you have an ally. You have something on your wrist that you can push the buttons. You don't have to go on your phone. You can push the buttons and rerun the last program, and it gently lulls you back to sleep, chemical-free. Apollo Neuro was developed by a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist who have been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years. And Apollo's effects on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies. It is not woo-woo. It is science. It is incredible. And you can get 10% off at apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-U-R-O dot com slash weird. Do yourself some support. Give yourself some support and support this show. Apolloneuro.com slash weird. Also, the product that has changed my life hugely when it comes to my brain is on it and alpha brain. They make a nootropic. I've tried lots of different nootropics. There is none better than Alpha Brain. Alpha, what's a nootropic? It's like earth-grown ingredients that help your brain with focus, memory, and concentration. If you do something that involves your brain and you'd like to do that a little bit more easily, with a little less effort, with more clarity, with more concentration, with more dialed-in focus... Alpha Brain is a huge, huge ally, a supporter to have in your corner. It's not a stimulant. It's not like caffeine. It doesn't get you jolty. It just gives your brain the nutrition it needs to focus and dial 
in. I use it before I do stand-up. I use it before I write. I even use it before I go on a date with Val. Just have full access of my brain, my personality, and my memory. I love it. I wish I knew about it in school. I'm so glad I know about it now. So if you do something that involves your brain, chances are you do. It's a wonderful way to show your show some support. Show some show support to your noodle and also to the show. Go to onnit.com slash weird and use promo code weird for 10% off everything you see on that landing page. O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird. All right, everybody. Let's enjoy my dear friend, Jay Larson. Hope you enjoy. Get into it. A lot of people don't do the, the shoe storage system outside of the beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if your shoes are on a beach towel, that, your wallet, your chapstick, your phone, it's all in the shoes. You need it, grab the shoes and go. Oh, it's to leave. It's to escape? No, I'm saying at the beach. You, like, if this is your amateur move, yeah. you're getting pinched quick. It actually makes, makes theft easier. I decoy. You know what I mean? Tell me. Like I have beach <laughs> I have beach sunglasses. You know what I mean? You mean feel free to steal these sunglasses? I don't want them to be stolen, but, but like you know, like when you get like a nice pair of sunglasses, over time they're gonna get beat up, they're I worn a, down. I have a Leela pair of sunglasses. Cause I don't know why. If I'm wearing a hat mm-hmm. or sunglasses and I pick her up from school, I actually take it as a really good sign that, that she she's not them. afraid of me. Mm-hmm. She's not I d I don't want that. <laughs> no. But, think- but our dads did. Oh, I mean, yeah. I hear your dad sort of... She's really just taking me down as no, soon as we get bemused. here. But had he stuck around, trust me, he wouldn't have... Uh, he'd <laughs> want you me, to be you afraid would, of him. You'd be afraid. Yeah. You know what? Had your dad stuck around, he would have really been a scary guy. You know what? I thought about this at um, Monday morning assembly this morning with my kids at their school. <laughs> they have Monday morning assembly. All the parents are invited. MMA? Mm-hmm. Two kids fight to the death. <laughs> the kids have a little MMA. Just a little bit, yeah. By the way... Mm-hmm. Real quick, because I know we're not going to forget Monday morning assembly story. How could we? If you're watching, do you watch Succession? No, I I started it and I'm just I oh. slowed down, but I got to get into it, right? I know. You don't. Do you watch it? We're not even going to talk about last night, but you know the guy. What's his name? Uh, Hugh or something? Hold on. I'm, really, I'm, I'm still Hugo. here. I'm Hugo still here, has Hugh. a very thin neck, uh-huh. and he works at ATN. A thin neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Katie liked it. Every time I see him, I'm like, this guy works at ATN. This guy. A thin neck. A thin All right. Neck. MMA. MMA. So the, the principal is the sweetest, most engaging principal I've ever seen. She's this amazing woman. And like every week, there's a word of the week. And this week, it's honorable. And she teaches them the, it in sign language. And everyone does it. Honorable. And I'm just like, you think oh. you go honor. Well, she already the active them. ingredient is, of honorable is the honor. She it's breaks honorable. down what honor is. She teaches the word uh, honorable. It's a way of sign. sneaking in two words. It's unbelievable. She's See, I'm already on board with this woman. She's incredible. Right. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, when I was in elementary school, Mr. Grant, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even make eye contact with that guy. It was just fear <laughs> in your life. And my kid's principal is like, comes up to you in the hallway. Yeah. Hi, how are you? That's yeah. so great. Yeah. Let me teach you as well. Our principal is like, I'm in a suit. Fucking yeah. shut up! Yeah. Don't, if you're in my office, yeah. you're in trouble. My yeah. kids are like, no, Mrs. Fields is I like got to go to Mrs. Fields' office. That's it where she has Mrs. Fields' cookies. I'm assuming that's all. I mean, stacks. She her family founded it, and it's a big is that thing. true? No, Pete. That, I don't know where a yes and ends. I, I where go. the yes and the Shell Silverstein book where the yes and ends, <laughs> and it's Dude. two kids peering over the edge of a bit. Yeah, <laughs> to a fact. By the way, Shell Silverstein is low key. 
hardcore. Those poems are not like, hey, sweet, the giving tree? Is that Shell? Yeah. It's like, it is like sad and he's in your face. Oh, yeah. Disney is like, how can we rip off from him? Are they trying? No, but like Shelly? every Disney movie is like, all right, let's kill the parents. They get this kid on its way. Well, kids need it. Kids love it. Kids crave it. They do. They want it. Give me someone dead. Lilo loves to... A bird flew into one of our windows and she wanted to put the corpse into a jar and just watch what happens. It's us. It wasn't dead yet. Oh, no, it was long She's dead. like, I want to watch it die, Dad. We could help. We could help. <laughs> She's sealing the lid, saying yeah. to the bird, we could help. <laughs> <laughs> she puts up a knife as if to poke holes in the lid. This is dark, but I'm yes ending it. She's like, Dad, while I watch this bird die, will you read me Shel Silverstein? <gasps> See, but that's what I'm saying. You and I live in an indoctrinated thought system mm-hmm. where like we've made our piece and it's a, it's a flimsy piece. It's a shaky piece. Mm-hmm. Here's things we've made our peace with that we are fragile, impermanent, uh, delicate even, at risk. Are you saying us being adults? You and I. You and I both know as that. As humans. It, that flashes through your mind as you brush your teeth. Sure. As my friend Chris Thayer says, as we polish the bones, people can see. We polish oh, our bones God. so people will like us. That's Chris Thayer's wonderful joke. So th- your mortality comes up and we bat it away because that's our thought system. We go, I know that's what's happening, but get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then we eat living things. And it doesn't matter if it's a plant or an animal. Mm-hmm. We know we fucked something up. We fucked up that goddamn to- we fucked up that tomato. Yeah. And we said, "Oh, you think you are? I am." And you eat the fucking tomato. This is the second thought system that we as grown-ups know and then just sort of suppress. We just act like that's normal. Sure. You ate something? Of course it used to be alive and now you thrive on its on its energy, mm-hmm. right? And the third thing is that if you have something, you took it. You took it from, uh, you're, you're having it means no one else can have it. Kids are new. I know you know this. They're new I don't here. know anything that you're telling me. I love, I love how your brain what works. What do you mean? I just love that you, you just break these down so quickly. This is just a normal thing. Keep going. I'm in. But you love it, right? Because mm-hmm. it's true. I love it. Yes. What I'm saying is these are assumptions that we are so deep in us that we don't even know totally. we're holding on to them. Right. But kids show up, and that's why they want to put birds in jars, is because they're trying to understand what death is. And moreover, they're trying to understand how we can be in a place where that's happening, and we're not constantly talking about it. Totally. By the way, can we just cut to you at the PTA meeting? Listen, kids just want to put birds in jars, guys. That's all it is. And they're just like, That's, oh, shit. This, well, he's I, going dark here. They want Bambi's mom to die. Yeah. They absolutely want Bambi's mom to die. Kids are so much more in touch because they just showed up. Yeah. They were just dead. They were just dead. True. They were just if, not. Yeah. You could say. No, I like saying dead so because closer, we look at dead as it something that wasn't living right. or was living then died. Let's look at it the other way. They just were not. Yeah. And that wasn't, they weren't scared of it. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good. It just was. And they're so much closer to the, the it's the same door we go in and go out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a swinging Cosby Kitchen sitcom door. It goes this way, birth, that way, death. They just came in. Yeah. So, of course, Bambi's mom died. It's not a big deal. I know people that have had horrible tragedies happen in their lives, and their kids are surprisingly chill with it because they're like, I guess that's just what happens. It's us. I know. That we insists that reality not be a certain way. A hundred percent. That it not be dark, that it not be fragile, that we will live forever, that we are going to keep going, that Elon Musk is going to go to Mars and we'll find something up there that if we nibble it, our hair grows back. Like, yeah. Kids are or, like, nah. Or we teach that uh, you got to be afraid of your parents, whereas 
we're, like at least that's what we were taught and now i'm sure you're the same way as me like we apologize to our kids when we do something wrong I've, and you know what my kids do yes. when they do something wrong what they apologize hit it because that's what they've seen you know what i mean i love that you if we were in our that. 20s i would have got your hand but like with more body i could have reached but yeah, now but, i'm like Pete, you know <laughs> that's why i gave you the fuck i ran two miles on that i know i appreciate it you ran I've re- i'm not doing a 5k with reed in may can i ask a quick uh, sure again. 5q Five questions about 5Ks? Yeah, go for it. One, why are we counting kilometers all of a sudden? I have no idea why we do that in anything. You know what I mean? Why is everyone still holding on All to of it? a sudden, like the metric system just shows up because yeah. you decided to run. What is a K? 5K is like 3.2 miles. So it sounds like more. Like that. That's why. I don't know what it is. There's a 10K, a 5K happening. 5K. Imagine if you you're ran. You're doing three if, miles, bro. If you ran a marathon, you're like, dude, I'm doing a 78K, man. That's, 78k that, see once it's a marathon 28.6 you're back to miles 20 24 20, no, 20 27 26.2 says 26.2 i'm proud of you bro yeah it's gonna be you fun there running i just do i'm I, he likes to run who my son huh so that's why we're run. i'm doing it i hate running how dude. old is your son now nine he's out there running at nine we ran two 2.5 miles on Saturday and he talks the whole time and I'm just like yeah I know and I realize it takes focus to listen I'm like yeah, I can't I'm you're like, running into garbage camp <laughs> I'm just trying to run we man. got a we got a tracking shot of you guys you're yeah. running towards camera you definitely clip on some recycling bins I'm hitting tree branches that's the opening shot I know of the Jay Lawson dad show <laughs> Which the world needs. The world needs the Jay Larson. I, God, let's get it out there. It's called I paternal instincts. Every way that you're a dad. Every, Thanks, buddy. You're like an inspiring figure for life and for parenting. Because you're like a real yes. You're a real yes guy. Yeah. But with some weight. Sure. I don't mean physical. I, I mean, know. But just just in case you thought I you did. You got a good slavable foot, too, <laughs> by the way. He I got a flat, bony foot. For you don't high throw five. up some nine and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is solid 13. Oh, you got a 13 swinging in your yeah, face. Don't say that. You want to walk in. Bah, bah, yeah. bah. Foot fives. Anyway, I love <sighs> the way that you're a dad. You're, I, 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 here's my first question for you. Yeah. Is it peaks and valleys? Because when I, when I, you know, I, I feel bad now in, a mo- in this moment going like, oh, I haven't been by your place in a while. But the times that I have... It's usually like I built this hammock. There's like six six different hammocks, and if you're in this one and you fall out while you nap and you're caught by that one, and this one when you yank it, it plays the Mario Brothers theme because they love Mario Brothers. And you're building That's sheds so and forts, and and you're that kind of guy, and I love it. Yeah, meaning if you are afraid, you're overcoming it. You're going like everybody's afraid of being wrong, of making the hammocks wrong, mm-hmm. of being stupid, of being rejected, and you're like, let's go for it anyway. Yeah. And I'm wondering, question number one is, is that a peak valley situation? Do you have times when you go like, I can't, I got nothing, I'm broken, like, like to build or like to to do activities with them? Just like you're, it's not so much that you don't have an idea for it per se, but it's more like you, uh, just it's just not happening. Like the day is. Maybe it lasts a couple days where you're just like, that Jay's not here right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, put it Pretty this way. We had, we had an amazing day yesterday. And it, it, amazing in like, mom comes over, their mom comes over, we do a Easter egg hunt, and then... E-E-H? Yeah. 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 Easter egg hunts? Eh. It's still... They love it. Oh, JK. It's just E-E-H spells eh. Yeah. Easter egg hunt. Yeah. All right. So we go Acronym out there. humor? Are you a fan? With what? Acronym humor? <laughs> I mean, you're killing it today, Nick. Yeah, this is like your new uh, avenue. 
You seen Pete's new special? Aggravity of humor. Only the people that watch it are Mike Kaplan and Zach Sherwin, and they're like, "This is it." And uh, Monday Punday. What the hell's Monday Punday? That's his Instagram that? handle. Who is that? That's um. God, why am I blanking? I'm blanking on his name right now, but he would. He's He'd love it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's a certain kind. Yeah. Um, All right. So uh, your mom, their mom so comes over. Mom comes over. We do the Easter egg hunt. Then we just hang out. For the day, for four hours. The fam. Yeah, she comes over, I make breakfast for everybody. Can I say that since we talked last time, you are no longer married? Yeah, of course. Divorced. But here, you're still doing family unit stuff? Oh, yeah, of course. Not of course. I know, I know. You you know, I'm a huge proponent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, They got the gates. uh, we, we we do a great job co-parenting. She does an amazing job. I give her tons of credit. She's awesome. Do you have awesome. A, a bumper sticker that says, Kate is my co-parent? <laughs> <laughs> this is My ex-wife so, is my co-parent. You're the only person I could say that, that Kate would like laugh and be like, Pete. That's a Pete, Pete joke. She would love that. Yeah. that. listening to this. I don't know why she's smoking. No. Yeah. But, um, and so then like, like she's hanging out in the kids' rooms, you know what I mean? Which is nice. They love that. You know, like yeah. when you're divorced, you're, you never, like anytime I go to her house and kick it a little bit, I always hang in like their rooms. I'm like lay in their bed. I'm like, what's it like in here for you? You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. It's so fun. This is great. And this last is very night, Jay Larson owning it. Yeah, owning Bambi died. You know what I mean? Kids want it. Don't look away. Not Mommy only do and they daddy want got it. a divorce. Let's own it, right? Dude, tell yes, me. Yes, I'll me. never forget. So my mom and brother don't talk, right? So I'm home for Christmas last year, or which not the, not twenty 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 one, and we, I'm going into Boston to see my brother with my kids. And my daughter's sitting on the floor tying her shoes, and she looks at my mom, and she goes, why aren't you coming to see Uncle Adam? And she goes, well, I have things to do, blah, blah, blah. And my daughter stared at her, and then she tied her shoes and walked away, and I looked at my mom, and she goes, she knows you just lied to her. And she goes, what? I go, you just lied to her, and she knows it. She knows you don't talk to Uncle Adam, and she asked you because she wanted to see see what you you would would say. Because kids ask us for direction. They ask questions so that they can get guidance, so they can know things. Look at this black church hand that just went up involuntarily, because I'm loving it. Yeah, and that's what they do in every aspect. So the more you can be honest and real with them. Yes. And I mean, I skirt questions, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can skirt. You can skirt. Like my son asked yesterday, he goes, so the Easter Bunny, we were like waiting for their mom to come over for the Easter egg hunt. She goes, that, and my daughter was like, so the Easter Bunny just comes over and puts eggs out for everyone? I'm like, yeah. And then my son goes, or maybe it's the Easter Bunny or maybe it's you. And I was like, yeah. And I just was like, I'm not answering this without talking to their mom first. Um, uh, where are, I know we're running 2.2 a day chatting the whole time. We still believing in the bun bun? <laughs> Sweetheart, real quick. Where are we on the bun Where bun? Where are we on the bunny? I got a little, a mini David Goggins over here asking me about the bun bun. <laughs> He's running with a broken hernia. I don't know what a hernia is. I think it's a bone. Um, can I say real quick, because yeah. we're going to stay on this. I love laying in the beds, yeah, owning sure. kids. Yeah. It continues to this day. My mom was telling me she wanted me to come home for a certain family event. And then she sort of let it slip that the main reason was because she was being made to feel guilty by another family member Mm -hmm. that she wasn't doing enough to make a big deal out of this family event. So she thought if I came, it would instead. And Val and I were talking about it. We were like, that's an opportunity to go like, you know, your aunt blah, blah, blah is making me feel guilty. And I think it's to try and maybe get you to come. But that's not how we work. We don't respond to fear. We don't really, like, I'm not going to let someone guilt oh, me into God, guilting you. This. Can you imagine 
If my mom, I, I could, if my mom said that, she was like, she's guilting me, so I'll guilt you. But the only thing that comes from that is hurt and resentment. Mm-hmm. So if you want to mm-hmm. come, it would be beautiful. But we're not doing it for her. Oh, In fact, we're not even inviting her. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, that Pete. would be. It continues. I'm still being parented it doesn't get in as much that's not parenting but I'm still, I, no i know it's horrible bear it's horrible it's right. like hi i someone has a gun to my head can i put a gun to your head uh, dude fucking no fucking how about we get out of this hostage situation yeah and live our lives because we die one day do we want to be in a hospital going like i forced people who forced me to do things when i was forced mm-hmm. that's your that's it that's what you're teaching me? It's my favorite thing to do is when my mom s- continues to talk the way she talked to us, to my kids, I jump right in. I go, don't listen to her. What she's saying, that's not how we talk. That's not- She was just out here and she just, this is, this. it's this simple. And this is for everyone out there. It is this simple. This my is mother, for all the lovers. My mother said to my son, she wanted him to get a chair from the other room for me to sit in. I didn't ask for it. <laughs> Right, is parent. I haven't. Like I haven't even, got, haven't even gotten there. And I just there's three chairs at the table because I have two children and myself. And we're in the kitchen. I, my mother was in town. She came over to have breakfast. I make breakfast. I'm gonna stand. I'm drinking coffee. You know, I'm not eating. I just want to stand. I wanted her to be with my kids. Yes, take my chair. And she goes to my son. It would be nice of you to get a chair from the other room for your dad. And I go, I go. I'm good, buddy. I don't need a chair. And then after they left, I go. Do you know what you said to him? And I go, you said to him, if you don't get a chair, you're not nice. That is what you just said. Yeah. I go, why can't yeah. you just say, hey, Reed, would you, would you grab me a chair from the other room, please? Yeah. And you know what he'll do? He'll go, sure. Yeah, and he'll, he'll go, go get it. Can because I... we're not putting bullshit around these Guns questions. To Guns to heads. What is the point? You... How about it would make your mother happy oh. if you called more? What is this? What is this? That's saying, I don't have the ability to call you and be vulnerable to let you know that I miss you. Can I tell you how many times I've been like, it goes both ways. These these aren't ham radios. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how ham radios work. You don't. This is a Morse code, guys. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. 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 Morse code. You can't reply to a Morse code. No. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You can. That's the whole thing. Via flashlight. Yeah, you can with a flashlight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's not a one-way communication. But that that's asking for so much health and healing to come in, going like, stop. It's deep codependence is what it is. It's like, of course. I have to bite my tongue when I want to say to Leela, and I do, I do want to say, when you hug me, it makes me happy. Like, because, you know, she hugs me and it makes me feel happy. But I don't want her to go around going like, well, now I... If I don't hug him, dad's unhappy. I am yeah. the CEO of dad's feelings. Fuck that. That's no why I've way. always wanted to do this bit where I get mad about Mark Wahlberg saying everything I do is for my kids. I'm like, dude, you have $50 billion. It's not for your kids. And I want to say on stage, Leela, I'm not doing this for you. This is for daddy. Yeah. This is for daddy. And that would be very meaningful to me to be like, let's get honest. Bambi's mom is dead. I wasn't. Jay a d- doesn't need a chair. A-, a lot of me being a great dad is for me. I, I didn't have a dad and I wanted to give to what am to, I doing? to kids to be dads. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Yes. I want them to see what it feels like. But that what look, I can't know, but it seems like a lot of the old school parenting style was like, I'm parenting you and you're incurring a debt. <laughs> oh yeah. This this will I'm paying into a bond. You know, my mother would say to us, like, well, you know, when I'm older, you're gonna have to take care of me, you know, and fear. stuff like that. Like it was constant. just all the as constant fear, guilt. Yes. I mean, that's not everyone. You see people that have like 
I don't think my ex's parents were like that. Her, my in-laws are amazing no, I get people, the sense and they're really cool. And, and Val's Val's parents aren't this way. Yeah. And we are both from Boston. I can't say it's a Boston thing. I don't think it's. I have other but, friends that their parents are like dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying my mom's not dope. She's an incredible. All my brothers and sisters, we kind of say the same thing. Like except the one that doesn't talk to her. Right. No, but he would say this too. Really? That she is this super <laughs> rad. No funny interesting person great to have as a friend great friend great friend <laughs> she's fun every one of my friends mom you're a great friend yeah end of list and not for me <laughs> but every one of my friends is like dude what are you talking about your mom's so and i'm like yeah she's a great hang yeah she's a fun hang my a guy i started with his name was nathan Tren. his name still is nathan trenholm had a bit i don't remember the wording but it was like when you confuse your kid, your friend's parents who's an alcoholic and you just think he's fun. Yeah, totally. And I was like, that rings true for like a lot of my child, not just my family, but like other families I knew. Yeah. Like the wild guy that's like keeping beers in the fish tank. <laughs> like, he seems like a hoot. Guy's a, this guy's a, a fucking hoot. He keeps giving us pizza. We already had pizza. He ordered another pizza. I'm trying to think if I had any, I don't think I had any friends whose dads or parents were alcoholics. There was yeah. one dude, some shady dude who lived in a back house in, at like two yards over. And I say that because we would go through backyards to get to Sean Donovan. And Sean Donovan would have a black... I remember had a black eye one day. And then we were playing a board game in his living room. And his dad or stepdad, can't remember, was in the bedroom with his wife, that Sean's mom or girlfriend, whatever it was, and was like, keep it down out there. Everyone's going to have black eyes. And we we're just like, oh, that's Sean's... You know, I didn't, Sean's crazy dad. I, I didn't have a dad. He's so. riffing on the black eyes. Yeah. He's using in what he sees <laughs> and no and then somebody's like is he making what he sees that's what i'm saying we and never no, knew yeah what a nightmare yeah a, tr- a true nightmare all right so you're you're sleeping in your kids beds you're getting all involved yeah so then because she, bambi's mom is dead and mom and dad aren't together anymore they know this. they know it not only do they know it for you when i facetime this is the coolest thing ever when i facetime my son the other day, this was like a week ago, I FaceTime, I talked to my son, I talked to my daughter, and then my son takes the phone, he goes, okay, here's your ex, and hands the phone to my ex. Here's your ex. And that's how, and I love it. And I think it's- Here's your ex. It's it's great. Not here's mom. No, here's your ex, you know? And I was like, he says it because he wants to call it out in front of us to see how we're going to react. Blood in the water. He wants to see how we're going to react. Yeah, he's, he's calling, he's naming reality. So much of what we do as grownups, this goes back to what I was saying at the beginning, is resisting and relabeling reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's even me being pressured into the family event. It's like, let's give appearances that it looks like we're healthy in this way, because who cares if we actually are? Yeah. But it's so much healthier. And that's the best moments in my family are when we're actually like roasting each other and getting real. Being real, yeah. Like I, I remember my dad, I made my dad laugh so hard where he was like, you know, I, I I never drank that much. And we were at Little Dom's, and I went, oh, yeah, Dad, one or two. One or two. Just a white wine with dinner. And my brother looked like, he looked like he was leaving his body. He was so scared. Yeah. But then my dad started dying laughing. And I was like, this, oh. that's what comedy is? Yeah, And that's what sure. kids are? It's like, here's your ex is comedy. And yeah. you know what pain is? Here's mom. You, yeah. You still, it's still you guys. Yeah. 
the other day, so there, Kate's, my ex is over, we're in the garage, and I got the, they always have the door up, we have this giant Lego table in there, and we're playing Legos, and the neighbor... The table is made of Legos, or the table is four Legos? It's four Legos. Be clear, please. Thank you. Just eight, kidding. Eight Just foot kidding. by three and a half feet, I made it. Um, That's more my, there's my boy. You know what I mean? All yeah. Right. They love it. And so there's this neighbor next door, he's got two Bernice Mountain Dogs, giant dogs, and he comes by, and every time the kid's or my daughter will go out and play with the dogs. The dogs love the kids. He loves my kids. My daughter will climb this tree next to their fence and like talk over the fence to him and like pet the cat with they him. Home improvement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can never see his face. <laughs> so the, he stops and my ex is there, you know, and I'm like, oh, I go, this is Kate. Have you guys ever met? And he's like, no. And then my son goes, their ex, his ex, that's his ex. And I go, yeah, I go, this is my ex-wife. You know, and she goes, yeah. And then, like, we just called it out to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think sometimes my son is challenging us yeah. to be like, you want us to be cool with this? Let's be cool with it. And I'm just like, yep, all day, bro. You said it was okay. Prove it. Let's be okay. Prove it. I know. How many kids do you know that's uh, parents? Uh, oh, sorry. Whose parents were divorced and they say that everyone says the same story. You know, when you're a divorced kid like I am, like my parents were divorced, but my dad bounced and he was just gone. But everyone else that I ever met whose parents were divorced, they said the same thing. Our parents sat us down. They had one conversation. They never brought it up again. Right. And As was their way. Yes. And I said I never wanted that to be the case. Yeah. Never. Um, I don't know. And when I say trauma, I just mean a disruption, like mm-hmm. a huge disruption yeah. of what you thought was going on. So please don't feel like I'm shaming or victim no, or anything. I'm familiar I'm with what trauma is. Yeah, I know, but in, some people, in that capacity, yeah, you some know? people might think it's a judgment. It's right. not a judgment. But anything, any disruption, let's say that. Who who solves it in one, one chat? <sighs> and you're a kid, and then of course you go to the weird bully at the school who whose parents are also divorced, and he's like, your dad's gonna start having sex with other people. <laughs> like you totally. get it from him. Yeah. Totally. With the rat tail. Yeah. And he's good at yo-yo. <laughs> Guess the what? Tail, Next man. thing you know, your dad's going to have a girlfriend. She's going to want to kiss you. <laughs> you know, like stuff yeah, like that. Crazy like, stuff. But get it from you. I talked to you my You grow a rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> you I, get good at the yo-yo. I know. I always wanted that rat tail, but I never grew I had it. one. You did? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Of course oh, you did. Yeah, got it. Of course. I mean, I'm You and Adam Maraska. Who? Adam Raska, my kid buddy growing up. What's up, Adam? He had a rat tail. He looked good in it. Like a Theo Vaughn kind of sexy rat tail. No, Theo's got the full mullet. Don't no, you I know. He's got it's not a it's like an eagle tail. Yeah. It's he like does. a full feathered eagle. Yeah. yeah. Um but so he would say that um about the divorce, but like so I will continue to have conversations because for a while during the divorce, the kids would say like, I don't like having two houses, you know, every now and then about like a month and a half ago, my daughter, I was putting her to bed and she goes, will you sing me a song? And I go, yeah. So we're laying there. I usually tell them stories and I start singing the song. She goes, sing me the song you'd sing to me when I was a kid. So I start singing. I used to sing, good night, sweetheart. Well, it's, you know, that song. Three men and a baby. Exactly. She starts singing it with me. Right? So or is she doing the bass line? No, I do that. <laughs> I go deep into it. But she's singing it with me, and then she stops, and she just, she had one arm around me. She puts her other arm up around me, and then goes, I miss when you and mom were together. Bruce. Had never said that. Had always yeah. used to say, I miss having two houses, but it was the first time she one said, house. you two, yeah, I'm you two together. Yeah. 
And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's got to be tough for you, huh? Is that, is that hard for you sometimes? You still think about that? Tell me about it. And we just talk about it. Yeah, because so beautiful. much of like what parenting is or should be is, and our, we used to have a child psychologist that would tell us this, your kids don't want you to solve their problem. They just want you to hear them. Validate Acknowledge yeah. that they're having a feeling. They don't want you to be like, well, it's okay because they, they right, just right, right. want you to go, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> you keep singing. Yeah. The way that it's better is mom. You need to do oh, on. Dude, that's you so can't funny. do that. Yeah. That, and yes. And the wins for that's me. The new parenting style. That's what we're doing now. Yeah. Big feeling. Yeah. Like Leela uh, will want mama if mama spends the night in LA or something and she wakes up in the middle of the night and she's like, I miss mama. And I'm like, me too, man. I miss mama. Mama's the best. Yeah. What exactly. do you love about mama? Yeah. She's like, exactly. She's, she's beautiful. I say I'm that like, to know, them so about. They're we're, divorced, and we're divorced. I go, I yeah. know, your mom's great. Yeah. What do you, tell me, and every time well, I'm with them- You're teaching them that because something ends doesn't mean it's a failure, and you're teaching them not to be addicts, basically, that if you yes. end something, now I hate them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's evil! Yeah. I use my dad's voice. That's evil now! <laughs> yeah. That's I love scorch that the earth. I love that your dad has a dead tongue. Your tongue always- oh. I goes dead. <laughs> Peter, I can't feel my tongue. <laughs> He's just always coming home from the dentist. What is going on? Well, over you know, there? I projected onto my dad, but really, it's me. I I have that black. I'm tempted to black or white thinking. If I decide someone isn't for me, this isn't me. This isn't highest Pete. But there's a part of Pete that will go like that person's not safe, and then my my ego or whatever you want to call it just goes like we're on it, and they'll build a case. And yeah. every time that person comes up, they'll open the folder and go like, oh, don't forget yeah. these things. And that's how it keeps that person that I'm afraid of away from me. So wow. here you have your ex. Very tempting to be like, I miss mommy. Well, <laughs> I'm glad one of us does. Yeah. Why not just, yeah. I, I mean, yesterday I even said, I go, I forget what I was telling him. I go, oh my gosh. I go, guys, your mom, when we first started dating, and I just tell him stories. I'm like, I'm always going to tell him stories. Can I? Can I tell you something? Yeah. Can I? Did I interrupt? Yeah, of course. Did I interrupt? I mean, you you have a bunch so far. Yeah, no, I know. I feel like <laughs> I definitely feel that. Yeah. But am I interrupting? No, right I don't now? care. Where am I going? I'm on a couch. Where, where am I going? I'm on your couch, and there's two nice lights. We got new lights. Uh, Beautiful new set. Beautiful new set. We got the skyline. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in church. I've told the story on We Made It Weird, but I don't think I've ever told it on You Made It Weird, but it's almost over if anyone's heard it before. I'm in church, and there was this guy one of the volunteers teaching Sunday school, he looked like Andre the Giant, but with like a shock of beautiful gray hair. <laughs> and mm-hmm. his name was Bobby and his hands looked like catcher's mitts and he was just a giant man. And he and he was just a giant man, beautiful man, beautiful big hands, <laughs> made my wiener look so small. Um, <laughs> anyway, he goes, trust me, after church today, go up to your father, say, go kiss your ma, go kiss ma like you used to. And he'll go and he'll love it and she'll love it. And I'm over here going like, I don't think they've ever done that. Even like when they were dating. So like losing that idea that your parents ever liked each other. It's it's important. Yeah. I'm just yes anding that you loved. Whether they're married or not. That's a really good point. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And that's funny because I never was modeled... You know, my dad wasn't in my home. And then the only other couple that I was around a lot was like my high school girlfriends. And they never, I never watched them kiss or anything like that. You know, like, I think it's a, so, I mean, you might not see it at all, but I always love to recount to them all the great things about their mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how do you, I I mean, is that, 
Do you would you use the word love? You still love? I mean, I'll always I love who she is. I think she's great. I think she's awesome. You know, just she's, a relationship. Yeah, but like, um, yeah. That I mean, I have thinking. love for her for sure. You yeah. know what I mean? She's like, it's funny. I've been writing an email to her, all her, her, her brother and sister and their husbands and wives because I haven't talked to any of them since the divorce, and I'm like. I'm I'm done with this. I'm sending an email and letting them know, hey, you know, I haven't talked to you and I just want to let you know so that there's no misconception. I will always approach you with an open heart and my house is always open to you. If you ever want to FaceTime the kids when they're with me or you're in town and the kids are with me and you yeah, yeah. you can come to my house. Yeah. Like, cause we got six hammocks. We got a hammock for everybody. <laughs> you know, just because I'm like, I don't want anyone to have misconception because when i was a kid and your parents got divorced then there were aunts and uncles i didn't talk to for 25 years because you they lost just got them in the divorce they got lost yeah and i'm yeah. Just telling them like hey if you think that's the case it's not you know as a divorced person that just lost the friends like they're, yes. they're gone yeah family they're gone yeah 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 it's a weird it's a weird fucking thing yeah what how open are you being because you and i have talked off about kind of what went rocky on your side of things yeah um, I'm not super open about it. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's like... It's, Talk about it explicitly. You're a divorce guy. Yeah. And people people always want to go, what happened? And it's like, yeah. some, you're like, do you think there was like... A, this isn't like 9-11. Yeah. You know what I mean? What happened pre-9-11? Like, what are all the things that led up to it? You right, know? right. And it's hard for some people... People, when when they ask that to me sometimes, I think it's more of people kind of wanting... Like a gossip point, or of course, s- something to oh like my God. bite into. We got you know a couple I mean? uh, comedy couples going through the divorcee, and and you see, we are our own twenty four hour news cycle, yeah. And it, we want it reduced into a banner, yeah. And it's like, totally. did you hear the story? This guy, yeah. and we love it, and it really, especially because marriage is such a precarious thing. Uh, I don't, I, I wouldn't say I feel precarious, but I'm also a divorced person, and I'm aware that it's a, it's a thing. It's, it's, it's like us, yeah. It's like us. We're daisies in a field. We'd like to think we're turtles, but we're daisies. Yeah. And relationships are also daisies. And you can do your best to protect, but they're always going to be a little fragile. Yeah. So when another marriage goes down, it's a perfect opportunity to project onto that whatever evil you don't want to look at in yourself. Mm -hmm. So you hear the story and you go, well, that's them. That's them. Not us. Not us. Not us. It's another kind of tool for denial, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Those feelings that are too big to feel, you project. So when somebody gets divorced, you project it onto them, and you go, "We're good, though. They're they're the dumb fucks." So that's what people totally. are sniffing out with. There's you. also like um, some people don't want to talk to other people. Other people just completely never want to talk to you again because it's like the guys might be like, "Someone broke this down to me." This like divorced dad. We were golfing, and someone Madrigal actually was like, "You should golf with my buddy. I want you to golf with him. He's divorced." You know what I mean? <laughs> And it was divorce dates. Yeah. And it was the guy was great. He goes, you're going to have to understand something, man. He goes, there are couples that are rocky right now. And the the man, the woman doesn't want to be around you because you're free. The guy doesn't want to be around you because he's like afraid to even taste like or get a sense of like what you being divorced is. Yeah. The divorce person. Yeah. You're the pariah. Yeah. Exactly. You're a danger. The, the, the guy who's divorced. I remember when I got divorced. 
I told this other g- guy about how great it was. My wife left me and it wasn't great right away. But like a year later, I was kind of feeling sure. like, this is incredible. I was missing out on all this life. And I remember he was like, you realized I got married because you told me that if you have se- ma- sex before marriage, we go to hell, right? Like oh, you're a huge man. reason why I got married. So the fact that you're over there smoking cools and like riding on <laughs> wheelie sneakers yeah. and, and having uh, casual sex, like that's driving me crazy. So yeah, you're a threat. Yeah, you become a splinter. Yeah, in yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, that's that that can um, throw people a little bit. But you golfed with divorced dad. Yeah, and he was just te- he's the one who broke that down for me. And I was like, oh yeah, because I've had friends that you just d- all casually they slide away and you don't talk to them anymore because you know at the end of the day too, if you look at it couples with kids you're a couple with kids right you have how many play dates are you gonna make you know what i mean and then are they gonna make a play date with my ex and the kids and me and the kids at some point they're gonna be like all right it's enough who are we gonna do the play date with you know what i mean (laughs) so there's that and then i've had friends straight up email me and be like yo i'm out like i'm just out yeah i just don't want to be your friend anymore and i'm like i'm not saying it's from the divorce but you're like could be i have another friend that i did that to because of my divorce i was like i just I I like realized I wanted more from this friendship than had been there in a long time. And when I was going through all the pain of the divorce, this yeah. person was incapable. And I'm like, yo, man, I'm out. Like, oh, you realized you were ringing the bell too much. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And so I, I was, I've been on both sides of it. You know, why, why send the email? Why not just ghost and toast? Like somebody felt they had to email you and go, like, just so you know. Well, I mean, we're we were done. friends for 20 years, oh. I married them. Wow, you married Nick Swartzen? <laughs> Swartzen married? No, I'm, uh, no. I'm trying to guess who it is. This dude, you don't know this guy. I married him. I used to be roommates with him. Like, we were friends a long time. You were roommates with Nick Thune? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see Thune tonight Try, for dinner. Trying to guess. Um, no, it's not. It's not. Because it was, it was, there was so much history, he felt like he had to say, that's good. I guess. Good I mean, closure, I, I, I don't, guess? yeah, I like to, I, in my friend, I called and I had the conversation. I was just like, listen, this is what's been going on. And I feel like I just wanted to call you. And is I married him as married? well. He's still married. Yeah. And you think maybe it was that like, you're a free agent acid kind of guy? No, he was, he was very close with my family and my kids. And there were days that like I would go, buy to drop something off of the kids when mm-hmm. it was new and he was there playing with my kids and i would like i would i'd have to leave and i was bawling you know what i mean i'd oh. go home and cry alone and he wouldn't call he wouldn't text not, he wouldn't check in on me and that happened twice and he'd only come to my house like once and i was just like i was devastated yeah. i thought we were i had gotten him a lot of work i had like got him his house i married him and, and i will say to see my side of the, the the coin here, when I told him everything, he was like, I know, I know, I didn't know what to do, I can be a better friend, and he he really owned it, but I was so mentally prepared to say that like this was going to be like when you break it off, yeah. that I just stuck with it. And he still, my kids still see him and stuff like that, which that's is rough, tough, you bro, know, that's but you just kind of, that's, that's just what it is. You know, I once came home in this house and Val was just cooking dinner with a guy friend of ours and I talked about it in therapy. <laughs> like, I didn't realize. And you know what Dr. Gary Penn said? He goes, it's not like it was wrong or bad. It's, yeah. It just was the wrong optics. Yeah. He used the term optics. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it was the wrong optics. Is it cooking again? She's cooking it just felt guy. so... Like sometimes we all have different strength levels yeah different vulnerability levels and i was vulnerable and i saw it i'm just relating so you're seeing that i completely understand why you would boil in your car it's incredibly tell me a little bit 
instead of telling me about that juicy stuff I wanted you to tell me about, JK, um, <laughs> tell me about the the therapist that you found who goes into the ocean every morning and everything everything he taught you. Oh, my God. Because don't well, you have this incredible yeah, mentor, he, well, that, guru person? that guy just carried me through yeah. so much stuff. Yeah. Um, Unload. Give the people all the stuff you paid for. Give it to them for free. I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, there's so many things that he would say. I can't take one single. I think the main thing that I took away from him. How did you find him? Through a friend of a friend. You know what friend I mean? Friend of a friend, and he's a therapist? Yep. Big white beard? <laughs> no, not licensed. I don't, I don't know if he's licensed or not. To he's be just honest a life with you. coach kind of guy. He's just like a life coach, yeah. Okay. And he he's just like one of those guys that's been through so much, I guess, and sure. just has so much depth that like he just sees things immediately. You know what I mean? And calls like, it. Yeah. And labels it. Yeah. So so much negative self talk that I had, he took away from me, like taught me how to though this is the one thing that I think people may have heard inner child work you know people always hear inner child or yeah. inner child work yeah you told me about this your yeah, picture th- of you yeah and this is something tell that, the people yeah i will <laughs> i will this is something so your inner child right is alive constantly you never it really never changes it's always your inner child like so those some people stops growing i don't i don't really know to be honest as much about that but what i've come to understand about myself and my inner child is my inner child has been scared out of its fucking brains from jump street you know what i mean why do we drive past my dad's street and i don't see him for years like five times a week we drive by his street and what i would never that mean what do you mean what do you mean what do i mean who's driving by dad you you my father drive? lived the town over from us uh-huh. and on the way to my grandmother's house you would pass my dad's street oh and we didn't see him Right, so by the time I was like nine or ten, we stopped seeing my dad altogether. That was it. No communication, nothing. To the fact that I didn't talk to him again till I was twenty-five from ten, and then didn't see him till I was thirty-six. I saw him one day when I was thirty-six, not on my birthday, but anyway. So like every day we drive by his street, and but not talk about it. Oh, there was nothing to be said. No, my mother, no, no one, and we would just drive by it, and I just fucking would shrink and feel like this tiny. Little, you were re-traumatized. Yeah, I felt like I'm nothing. I'm nobody. Why doesn't that man love? Why don't I talk to him? Why does no one bring this up? Why am I so alone? I've talked to my brother about it. He's like, yeah, I was going through the same thing. You know what I mean? Can we take another route? <laughs> There's only one street in. Hey, MapQuest. It's a, she lived in a cul-de-sac. Double cold. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but is there hilarious. is only one street in, and you would pass. It's crazy. So wow. when I started working with this therapist, he started work, doing some inner child work with me. And what we did was we would take I – I took three pictures of myself as a kid, and I put them on my wall, and I would go up to them, and I would say to the picture, like, you're going to be okay. I'll stand up for you. I got you. I love you. You're smart. I would do positive affirmations to this little tiny baby. Yeah. Which would then go to my inner child. Like, I didn't, it's, it, you, it feels weird and odd to even talk about. And, it does not. I love everything you're saying. Oh, I know you do, but I'm saying, oh. like, when I first thought about I it, I'm like, you. how is that going to get to the inner child? I understand. You know what I mean? I, I've done the same thing. I'm just so you feel like I'll do, I'll look at myself in the mirror and say it to myself in the mirror. Yeah. And yeah. if I feel a little bit off course, it's usually corrected by something like that. Yeah. Like, just like lean in. Your unconscious deals in symbols. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to talk to your unconscious in English is 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 like talking to a calculator in yeah. English. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is he? 
peak very doesn't very often come down to dead end. You know what I mean? No, I thought it would be. I could have done it, but I thought it was funny to kind of end on a on a like a weak fart. Yeah, but like the only way to to, to uh, talk to your unconscious is, is through these symbols. So these photographs of your children or looking at yourself in the mirror, like get some pictures involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's. I'm not a vision board person, but I think that's what's going on with vision yes, boards. It's like of let's let's see it. Let's see it because otherwise we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. If you just go success, it doesn't know what you're talking about. And yeah. again, I don't know about manifesting or any of that, but I do believe that you saying to little Jay, "I got you," is way more valuable and more powerful than just saying inner child i got you like it steps you it stepped him. in for the dad role to be honest with you it was me being a dad to myself like you dadded yourself parent, yeah and then it's beautiful <clears throat> when i went home that christmas that i told you my mom said to my my daughter i was like you know she knows you're lying that same trip home my therapist was like i want you to do something if you're up to it and i go i'm up for whatever bro and he goes i want you to go to your dad's house i want you to burn park- it to the ground <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you're up for it. it's arson you give me <laughs> Jay Arson. Um, and I was like... <laughs> you kind of okay. hated it? What, Jay Arson? No, I'm, I used to get Grand Larceny. That was a nickname that I had for a minute. I sometimes call Childish Gambino Mild Fish Branzino. Uh, <laughs> Branzino, such a good fish. Is there a Mild Fish Branzino? What do you have? You have a sea bass? What about a Branzino? It's, it's, just a, it's just a sea bass. He said, go to your father's house... Park out front uh-huh. and just sit in the car and let it all go. Like, wow. let him go, release him, release all that pain. Let your inner child know you're there. You got this. Yeah. You're with him now. Yes. You're not alone. Nope. You're no. with you. Yeah. A hundred. You're with Jay Six. When I say Six Hammock, it sounds like I'm making fun of you. You're that guy. Totally. You're in your kids' beds. Yeah. You're you're telling your daughter you're 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 fielding some pretty goofy fly balls from your kids mm-hmm. re your divorce. Yeah. You're doing the work, you're finding help, you're yeah. resourced. Now you both go sit in front of your dad's house. Not yeah. alone. Nope. A whole a whole yeah. group, a whole council. Yeah. All the different J's. Yep. Um, let's go. I want to go back to the bed thing. I thought you were like, let's go to the mid rolls. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you. Yeah. You can host. Um at some point, I want to tell you about a thing with the bed, but so, and I just sat there and I thought I was going to be like, oh, I, I, there was no fear in it. I was just like, said to my family, I'm like, hey, I got to go run an errand. Can you, can everyone be cool with the kids? They're like, yeah. And I just went, I didn't cry. I thought I was going to like lose it and ball nothing. It was just like, all right, here we go. This is great. I got it. And it was just like a whole other level of it. It felt amazing. So you sat and you parked. If you're like me, when I do those things, mm-hmm. It's never what you expect. You, you like you said, you forecasted tears. Oh yeah, I, exactly. And then what was it? Was it more? It was a calm. That you were it was calm just like a calm, or, and yeah. I was like, oh wow, like I didn't have to like hate him. I didn't have to blame him. I could just like accept him for having faults. And then my inner child. It was my inner child that was okay. Me, was I was you, already yeah. like done the work on this but the inner i had never done all that inner child stuff so like the you know every it was like the whole group it was like the jury was no longer a hung jury you Jay, know like you said all the um, people when i say i'm proud of you it's not from a place above no, I you know. it's I, yeah. on the same level cool but i can be proud of you yeah even though we're on the exact same level yeah, so yeah. it's from that place I i'm appreciate not that. I'm grabbing an award from my special and giving it to you <laughs> i'm just acknowledging yeah what a what a 
feat that you've done. Huge win. Yeah. 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 And that you the the thing about the ocean, not that it's about this, but you told me that he was did he get you into that stuff? Like well, changing he, your routine, your morning routine? Oh, well, morning routine is huge. Tell me. For him, it's morning routine. For is, him. <laughs> no, that's like one of, his, him. <laughs> one of his main yeah. things that he preaches always is morning routine. Right. And has that bled into oh, yeah. Jay? A hundred. Tell me. So he he's like hardcore. Like you'll see on his Instagram, like he's up at 430, candle lit, gratitude list. He's up crazy early and he jumps in the ocean every day. 365 days a year to shock a system get on the way i always looked at it is like to get comfortable in the uncomfortable that's like a big part of him like yeah. in therapy is like be comfortable in the uncomfortable it's literally a, a it's, trauma it, it's a yeah. physical trauma it's and I, I was seeing something about cold exposure sorry everybody listening we're going to keep it brief on cold exp we talk a lot about cold exposure on this thing yeah. but it's like your heart one of the things that is so dangerous is your heart not being adaptive to like shock yeah. And like, so it's like getting comfortable psychologically, getting comfortable in discomfort, mm -hmm. recognizing that pleasure is on the other side of pain. I, I know I say this, but I'm going to say it every time I think of it. Human beings as animals will do way more that, to avoid pain than they will to pursue pleasure. Yeah. And that is one of the biggest traps of being alive. Yeah. Is that you're like, I could do like you running or whatever, you, whatever you're sacrifices or your your disciplines are you know there's something greater on the other side of it mm -hmm. resist for me resisting i ate dinner at like 4 45 yesterday so you know when i was watching succession having a panic attack last night <laughs> i wanted to salve my panic with some fucking fritos that we had from a family visit didn't eat them because i knew the satisfaction in the morning would be greater than the fritos but th these are these are like secrets of the universe stuff nobody knows this so I this know. dude's jumping in the ocean cuz he knows it yeah well he's yeah he that's the thing he does and uh so his morning routine you know so i what i do in the morning is i get up i meditate i do like tm so i do tm in the morning and then depending on how good i am on my morning routine like this morning i just got up and i meditated that was it other days i'll get up i'll meditate I do. I also do positive affirmations. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll do gratitudes. I do gratitudes every night when I go to bed. I just lay in bed and I say them out loud and I just have a talk with what you might think is like a God or higher power, but it's more just like with myself. Like it's the counsel you're talking about. Yeah. And I laugh at like the things about my kids. There is, I say to my kids all the time, our family's motto is there's a solution for everything. Like we never, my kids are like Zen man. They don't get like worked up. Hmm. And we just always, I'm like, there's a solution. Like, whatever what you're whatever is going on right That's now great. there is a solution here and anytime something so i go what do we always say and they'll be like there's a solution for and it's insane to watch them like yeah. do the same thing it's very fred rogers if it's mentionable it's manageable is sort of the oh, emotional yeah. version of that. I love that by the way just another compliment coming your way moms and dads can do this so when i say it's dad energy i just really just mean it's like um i don't know it's masculine energy. It's like there's a decisiveness. I don't know how to... has nothing to do with the gender. Mm -hmm. But there's something about saying, if that happens, we'll deal with it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. That is a gift that that I... That one one parent needs to be giving is the person that goes like, yeah, it's chaos out there. Yeah. We'll deal with that we'll if deal it happens. With it. Yeah. We'll deal with that if it and happens. That, and I, you know what? Another thing, people... There's, there's one thing that parents say that I kind of... It's not that I can't stand it. I just never have never said it. I've never felt it. And maybe I'm maybe I will at some point, I don't know. But I've never said it goes so fast. I've never said it. Yeah. And it's and I honestly don't <laughs> feel it. I feel like I'm 
maybe it's because I'm just so into whatever they're in. And maybe when they're 21, I'm going to be like, oh my God, what? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm always just like present for whatever's happening and yeah, it feels good to be it. okay with it. But I prep them. I'm already starting to prep them and I go, I'm not always going to be here. You know what I mean? Like if I have like a lot of work coming up, I'll be like, so you know, in a couple months, I'm just not going to be, I have to go do work. I, I keep them involved and not the decisions, but what's going to happen. I tell them that like, yeah, at some point I'm probably going to date. You know, you never know. I might get married again. I might marry someone who's got kids and you guys have are going to have brothers or yeah. sisters. And they're like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. I remember forget one day I had that conversation with the kids and I go, yeah. And I go, mom, mom might remarry and marry someone who has kids. And then my son goes, what if mom marries another woman? And then I go, yeah. And he goes, then we'll have three moms if you marry. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, wow. And they go, what if we get kids? And I had this whole conversation. Like, and I text the whole thing to my ex. I'm like, this is what we talked about. You know, like when we go through these like crazy conversations. Project Three Moms is greenlit. <laughs> Just we're gonna be swimming in moms, man. Hey, to my ex, not sure what you're vibing, but the kids would love it if you get into what are you about another woman? If that was your thing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. So the inner child stuff all from... And the morning routine. So here's oh, the yeah, other you thing meditate, I love. You here's, meditate. Yeah, I love this. My kids will get up and come in while I'm meditating. Yeah. And they come in and I'll just like open an eye and I go, hey, buddy. And they go, hey, dad. And I go, I'm almost done. And they'll just like lay in my bed while I meditate. They sit in a room while I meditate versus like, you know, what, what we may have grown up around. Get out of there! Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like, good. And it's Also just, just pure fear. We're back to my daughter taking my hat and glasses. I love it. I'm like, yeah, don't be afraid of me. I, 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 people laugh at me because I say to my daughter all the time, what's mine is yours. And they're like, wait till she's 16 and she wants the car. Yeah. Well, yeah, she can't have the car if, if I need the car. But well, you like know what right I'd now, love? I'd love that when she's 16, I'm able to get her a car. Yeah. Or teacher, I want to start, I've already started teaching. No one taught me about money. So we're already, we already learned about money in my house. You know what I mean? Hey, this is like, I always tell them, I go, when you earn a dollar, you don't really earn a dollar. You know, you're earning 50 cents. And I say that because you're going to have to save some, the government takes some, you know, like we wa work yeah. through it. Yeah. To the point where instead of having a lemonade stand, I keep like a, a tea, coffee tin and a tea tin and like they each have like cash in there. You know what I mean? Like oh, if wow. they get like, if someone sells them val Valentine's Day money, we put it in there. And anyway, so one day I was like, we're going to do a flower stand. And they go, what okay. And I go, I took $40 out of each of their tin. They never spend the tin. It's just there. Yeah. So we had 80 bucks. We went to the flower mart in downtown Los Angeles, and we spent $80 on flowers. Came back, made bouquets, set up a flower stand, put out signs. We did a, this is what our cost. This is what we're going to charge. We have this many bouquets. This is how much we can make. And then we sold them, right? Each kid made their 40 back plus 32 bucks. So we made double their money, double their money almost. And I'm like, this is what we did. And then I gave them each a cut. I'm like, now if this, if you were taxed on this, this anyway, is now I'm a finder's fee. <laughs> Whose idea was it? 10%. Yeah. And then like we went to the store and they got to like use some of that money. And I was like, oh, th those are the little activities for me that like you can learn about flower arranging, which are things I learned from my mom. Then we can learn about business a little bit. It's an activity. We go to explore downtown where they got to go up to people and ask them for flowers and ask how much mm. they cost. Mm. And it was just, that's that's the shit I get down on. If I could just get paid to be a dad like that, that's yeah. all I would do, you know? Wow. It's rad. I'm just really impressed. 
I just think you're great. Thanks, buddy. Oh, it's my jam, bro. I mean, I had kids' names picked out in fifth grade. Wow. You know what I mean? In my notebook, written down. With hearts around them? Chart. <laughs> boy, girl, names. Well, I, I, w- I remember being the same way. I also remember fantasizing about messing with my kids. It's funny. I don't mess with my daughter. Yeah. But I remember thinking, I was like, I'm going to be the kind of dad that's going to open the door and go like, hey, your friend Miguel called. He said something about a red rooster and it's going to get you. I don't know. And then close the door. <laughs> That's funny. I, I thought as a kid, I guess what I was really craving was I wanted my parents to be sillier. Yeah. There was no like, and I, I do mess with her and her cousins a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes they'll say something like, you know, they'll complain like, Uncle Pete, I need a Band-Aid. And I'll be like, or we can bleed into the ground and get the howling moon. Yeah. <laughs> like, or I love like, stuff like just that. It's like weird shit because I don't want them to think that, that grown-ups are where the fun stops. Yeah, and I want them to... where the absurdity to, stops. And you want to take their imagination and blow it out as far as it can possibly go. That's right. You know what I said to them the other day? Because we always have pushed imagination, my ex as well. Like, I said... Anything that you can see with your eye that's not from nature was created because of imagination. Someone had to imagine whatever. Any like yeah. any dad or mom that's hardcore, like, you're gonna play sports. Damn it. That person, you still like music, you still like a color, and someone had to imagine it first. Yeah. So like yeah. that's why I like Einstein, his biggest thing was imagination. The guy was a physicist, scientist. Right, right. Imagination. I push it constantly. So we joke around. I do try to... My ex did make a very good point to me one time about like how... And something that I really have tried to curb since I got divorced is using comedy as a way to avoid. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I've... I've So I've really tried to like... Yeah, comedy shouldn't avoid. Comedy should be steering the car into the traffic. Yeah. Right? Yeah, of course. And the crash should be hilarious. Yeah. Instead of like... <laughs> instead of avoiding feelings or like situations or trying to make a joke of everything, like just I sometimes be around agree. civilians and just be like, oh, I can be a dad too. I don't need to be the guy who's a comedian around yes, other dads. Yes, Um. So I've like really worked at that. And my kids... They know what sarcasm is. They are sarcastic. They have sarcasm. But they also can just like have conversations. You know, like there are certain... They don't have to do it because the world is so... By the way, sarcasm, great example. The world is so overwhelming. I'll let nothing in because I'll just be like, yeah, that was a good idea. Yeah. Like, fucking beat it. <laughs> you don't let anything in. You're never vulnerable to enjoy something. Like, look, my brother and I were both kind of like had some fear and anxiety stuff. And mm-hmm. my brother, so I say this with full compassion, one of the ways that he guarded against fear and anxiety was by hating everything. Yeah. And I didn't know until I was like 32 that you could just like a movie. <clears throat> that you could just be like that was awesome i thought everything was like oh, stupid like that was how to stay safe yeah yeah and people yeah. don't really ask for follow-ups they don't want you to build your case no. on why it was stupid no why was it stupid just didn't work <sighs> steve carell <sighs> yeah i just didn't like that's all you had to, that's I know. All you had to say that's like a jay larson bit if you, if you get caught in a corner just say people who are in the movie and then Steve yeah, that's Carell. what that was. Oh, uh, Diedrich Bader. I used to love saying that about uh, you know, The Godfather was great, but Brando, ugh, come on, like he's just horrible, Hilarious. you know, uh, as a bit. But like even the sense of humor, like there, I every morning I gotta wake the kids up. They're never really up. I gotta yeah. go in there. So like I'll go in, and my daughter's like tucked in, and I just go and I go, hey, hey. And one morning she just goes, meow. First thing out of her mouth in the morning was like, I'm gonna pretend I'm a cat, you yeah. know. And it's just like. The humor, you know what I mean? This. It's just like no so much CEOs fun. No CEOs are meowing. No. No CEOs are meowing. How many movies do we need where somebody like, 
wakes up a little bit, lightens up a little bit, and does something in the boardroom. Like, we've come so far from where we were as children. It's funny, back to your point, too, about imagining. Like, Leela, I, I got her, a, like, a pretty sophisticated drawing program because i couldn't find like a it doesn't matter so she uses like the graphic designer program Dope. and like she's using it and i'm like before we draw let's let's picture it in our minds let's picture in our minds what we want to draw and i was like wow someone like you're saying with your kids someone has to point out that quality that human beings have where you see it translucent and just floating amongst the other stuff you yeah. see you can i don't mean manifest reality you can manifest visuals and sounds. I think that's crazy. Mm. When you talk about physics saying that reality is a shared hallucination, right? That's not that weird when you consider, when I say Mario Lopez, you see Mario Lopez. Mm -hmm. Just for a second, you saw him. Totally. In, in fact, they did a study where they would have people blind, or they'd, they'd look in like a, a, a light box, and in the light box was just white. And they would uh, say, think of a lemon. And of course, you just briefly, bink, a yeah. translucent lemon. Then they start showing them images, bink, like real in this reality images. Like before you can even do it, they go picture an orange and they do it like a half a millisecond of an orange. And nobody said, are you showing me images? Cause it was exactly the same. So wow. like showing pictures or seeing pictures. And also like, you know, when you can hear someone, but you can't, you couldn't say it or recreate it. It's like picture hear Donald Trump, hear Obama, hear Michael Douglas. That's a good one. I can't do Michael Douglas, but I, I got him in my head. My mm -hmm. brain can go like, yeah. it's gravelly or whatever. So we can make sounds and sights. Can I go a step further? Yes. And it relates back to kids. I think there have been times with my ex that we're taught, our son or someone will ask a question, maybe, right? And we don't have the answer. And my daughter has like, she's got confidence she will give an answer of how to s solve the problem and then we'll sit there and look at each other and like i think that's right and she has and we're but she's never been exposed to whatever the thing is and i believe that like you may not even if before a kid knows what an orange is their brain can already conceptualize the idea of what this thing is like so when you're saying your brain would see things yeah. and i think what happens a lot with with adults and kids, again, we've kind of touched on this, is we assume that they don't know. The fact that your daughter is already on a graphic design program, we would automatically think, oh, they're not ready for this, but we don't know we that. We don't know that. That's why yeah. like, you need to give kids space you know, to make mistakes I and agree. to grow and not assume that she, they can't do things. She's your daughter, like your new special with the bit about, which I hadn't heard, you said you had done it before, about the guy calling you about the budget and you just pretend to know what he is. That's what it is. There's like a childlike yes i'm just gonna talk about this like i know and i'm gonna imagine that i know and 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 kids have that in spades what did you just say you made me think of something the program and the it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't fucking matter just let it go um talking about a man we we are gonna go to the minerals though. yeah do it do you want to yeah let's wait you just, no you can say here's the minerals oh guys here's the minerals <laughs> Pardon the interruption, weirdos. One of the simplest and smallest things that has added so much value to our lives is cooking together as a family. And with a four-year-old, we've even noticed that when we allow our daughter into the preparation of the meal, she is so much more likely to try it and even try new foods. And Val and I are now in love with the best looking, best cooking, new cook and bakeware from Caraway. They have no nasty chemicals, they're easy to clean, 
fun to use. The food slides right off the plate without anything disgusting hiding in the chemicals, which is wonderful. Whether you're late to spring cleaning or just about to do some anytime cleaning, their thoughtfully designed sets and complimentary storage makes getting and staying organized easier than ever. And you can now save 10% off the full suite of Caraway products from their internet famous cookware to their newly launched food storage set. Caraway's high quality ceramic coating kitchenware is free of PTFE, such as Teflon, lead, cadmium, I hope I'm saying that right, and other toxic materials so you know you're cooking safe. But I don't have to say it right because it's not in my life anymore. We're not just using random stuff at the store. We're using Caraway, which is the best of the best. Their kitchenware comes in a variety of chic shades. We got like a beautiful light cream color that really adds to the beauty of our kitchen. And all sets include complimentary easy access storage solution. Ceramic is naturally slick in the surface, which means minimal oil or butter for slide off the pan eggs and super, super easy cleaning. I love the slick surface and I love that it means I can use less oil and less fat when I'm cooking. And we got that beautiful color and it's beautiful and easy to clean. I mean, you can't ask for anything better and it gets us cooking more in the kitchen together. And over 40,000 people have raved about their Caraway kitchen. Now it's time for you to try it yourself and support this show. Visit carawayhome.com slash weird to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for weirdos. So visit caraway, C-A-R-A-W-A-Y, home, H-O-M-E.com slash weird and use code weird at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's also brought to us this episode by our friends, you know this, at Next Evo, my absolute favorite life-changing, game-changing CBD brand. Whenever I buy something, I always do my research. I'm one of those people, especially if it's something I'm going to put inside my body because doing research before you buy means making better, more informed choices, especially when it comes to stress or sleep products like CBD. And that's where Next Evo Naturals, my favorite CBD brand, knocks it out of the park, which isn't always the case. A study by an independent lab confirmed some brands contain up to 60% less CBD than they claim on the label. That's over half less than they claim. But with Next Evo, you can trust you are getting the best of the best. Plus, they use a smart sorb technology proven to have 30 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes and four times the overall absorption as other products. And that is really what I tell people about Nexevo when I explain it to them. People say they don't notice uh, when they take CBD or they don't know when it's going to kick in. Next Evo isn't like that. It usually, for me, kicks in within 10 minutes and you can dial in the dose just right because you see it, you feel it, and you can get it perfect for you. Uh, You can tell their stress gummies, which are CBD and whole plant ashwagandha, are lifesavers when I'm feeling overwhelmed and anxious. If I'm stressed and just can't get on with my day, can't face my inbox, can't handle company coming over, family, they're the most uh, secret weapon to round the edges and get me back to feeling ready to face my day. If you've tried CBD before and didn't get it or didn't feel it, trust me, Next Evo is different. Give it a try. They even have these um, unflavored packets that I've been adding to my smoothies sometimes. 
a wonderful new way to get super quick absorbing CBD into your system. But I also love their stress gummies. Upgrade your CBD and show your support of the show. Go to nextevo.com slash weird to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off 40 bucks or more at nextevo.com slash weird. All right, everybody, let's get back to my pal, Jay Larson. Do you want to drink the magic mine? That's for you, speaking of sponsors. Oh, that's Nirvana water. That's water that prevents muscle loss. Deal with that. And that's magic mine. That's the world's first productivity drink. Drink it. Oh, I love it. I, I had one five minutes before you got here. I, it's my favorite thing in the world. I can't believe I haven't honestly told you about it before. Are you invested? I am invested, yeah. You mean emotionally? You mean financially. You should have given it a little bit more shake. Isn't it lovely? Uh, well, my friend James made it. He's out here in Cali. I don't know where the whole company is. Yeah, you're going to enjoy. You're going to like the way you feel. <laughs> I guarantee it. Has that been taken by somebody? <laughs> so what else, Jay? We're here in the sec- We're here in the back half of the, of the You Made It Weird episode. Jay Larson returns I just wanted, number two. I know. I just wanted to say this. There was this one thing I mentioned about the bed. Getting so, in the bed. Yeah, so yesterday I was telling you that we had this like great day, right? With your kids. And, yeah, and I say, I go, hey... And I just set it up early in the day. I go, just want to let you know, today, we're taking showers. I'm cutting those nails. Don't even try and fight me on your nails. And three, you're cleaning your rooms. Like, I will help. I'll get in there. So we cleaned both of their rooms, like me and the kids, not with my ex. And like, we went through my son's whole room. We threw stuff out, artwork, you know, we're like, I'm like, bro, do we need it? Throw it out. Because you can throw it out. I'm like, yeah, it's good to clean and get. And then we went through all the clothes in the drawer. Like, does this still fit? You don't wear this. Let's, you know. And then it's like, you know, they kids will just wear their favorite shirt. They don't know what's down the bottom of the drawer. Same. Please do this to my closet. Keep going. Yeah. So we go through the whole thing. We do, and like then my son is like, ah, oh, love my room. And he just like played in his room while I did his sister's room with her. And we did that whole thing. They both came out in clothes they never wear often today. Anyway, when we when we went to bed. Oh, no. So later, I went and, like, laid on my son's bed in his room. I was just chilling over there while he was, like, drawing at his desk, you know? Mm-hmm. And I go, I love your bed. He goes, I know. I have the coziest bed. And yeah, he goes, except for the one I have at mom's. And I go, is that the coziest? He goes, yeah, dad. It's the coziest bed. I'm like, tell me about it. What do you love so much about that bed? Can I please, right there, I know the story continues. Yeah. That's a revelation. It really is. Yeah. Dude, why do you have to say that, man? Your mom's bed is by, like, we're, we're here now. Can't we just be together? Yeah. Like, do you have to make it about me versus mom? Like, you can't see that that, that hurts my feelings? Like, None that's that. another choice. Yeah. The, Rob Bell told me this. He's a wonderful parent as well. He was like, when his kids are like, um, Jeremy at school has a, has a Corvette, he'll go, what color? Yeah. Instead of going like, well, we don't have that kind of money, yeah. and that doesn't mean he's better than you or any of that. What color? Well, that's amazing. But this is a revelation. Yeah. Everything, it seems like in the 80s, was weaponized. Yeah, And totally. turned into an attack. Yeah. It's all an attack. It's like how comedians make hecklers. We make problems. My kids will say things that other kids have and say they want them, and I go, that's great to want. It's really good. That's a great, yeah. you know, it's, it's good to want for things or strive for things. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Yeah. Um, so get making bouquets, bitch. Bitch, <laughs> earn it. But just that he can have that bed that he loves more than yeah. the other one. And so this was like I always try to like I come up with different stories as I'm sure you do. We all do for our kids. We know? all do stories. Yeah. And uh, so then I they were getting kind of old on the koala detective. They were like you know 
how many cases is he going to solve, you know? And I, so I stopped on Koala Detective. So I was just laying next. My son reads like crazy. So how many cases is he going to solve? He, they always want to hear him. I was getting all, sick of it. The twist is always eucalyptus. I can't. I don't know what to I tell you guys, die. you know? I can't. No, they wanted more. I was done. I'm like, I oh, can't think of another caper. Yeah, I can't come up with another caper. All right. So I'm like lying next to my son. He's reading. And I'm just lying there and I just like l- watching him read. And then I just like furiously like tap him on the shoulder. And he turns to me and I go, <laughs> I go, hi. I go, I'm, <laughs> I, I do want to let you know when, when you sleep right here, I sleep over here too. <laughs> I go, go, read, read, read. And he just kind of looked at me and then I just waited. So he went back to reading and then I was like, I go, how much, how much longer are you going to read? Because I want to go to bed too. And so <laughs> I just pretended I was this little character that sleeps next to him in his bed, right? So the next night, I tuck in his sister. I, I'm in there with her. I come in. He's reading. He doesn't look up from his book. He's just like laying there. And he just reaches over and puts his hand like back here and starts like rubbing my head. And he goes, do you think that weird little guy is going to come back here tonight? <laughs> just basically like asking oh me, God. are you going to do that guy again, bro? And um, I, I don't know how to ask this, but is that little weird guy coming back? <laughs> that like my the best dude daughter's cousins were just visiting and uh watching them as they get older appreciate these types of things and just seeing how much attention they're paying and how much you're helping them learn how to build the world and how, how to have a relationship with the world it's like you're right in that prime pocket yeah I know. it's really it's great. exciting so you did a comedy special sure and it's called sounds like bruce sounds like bruce sounds like bruce bruce J. uh shot in austin Lance Where Bangs directed it. Who uh, did? Lance Bangs. Very nice. Yep. At the Creek in the Cave. There's a Creek and Cave in Austin. Yeah. Is it That's the That's where they people? moved. Yeah. That's huh. where they moved there. No. I and they got this great venue and it's got a beautiful stage and we, you know, came in, put a little touches on it and shot a great special That's out there. That's great. And, and it comes out. I self-produced it. it. I don't know when this is going to drop. It comes out April 19th. So, mm-hmm. so it, you can watch it now. And and how do people watch it's it? It's on my YouTube, YouTube backslash Jay Larson comedy. It's there. Um, I'm proud of it. You know, this is the second self-produced special that I've done. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a wild world that you can do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah you know it's funny I've been like thinking a lot about comedy and what comedy is I never I don't know about you but like I never looked at comedy as a thing that I even wanted to make money on you know what I mean I was oh, just like great. oh yeah I think this is just something like even when like and I don't know if that's that like inner kid being like whatever you know I'm like getting a real job but like it felt really good this one knowing that I'm just like putting it out you know yeah. like I put out there like Ari Shafir put out there, like, if you want to Venmo or PayPal money because you appreciate what that I'm putting this out for free, please do. Yeah. And I did that. Did he and, put ads on it, too? Yeah. I'll have ads on it. Ari didn't, but I am. <laughs> Listen, okay. I mean, okay. I got two kids. I got mouths to feed. Yeah. Um, oh, so his just ends with a Venmo. He just has it in the in the bio in the description, like, uh, hey, if you want, you can put, you know, if if you appreciate this and this is something you can do, throw some money at it, you know, yeah. which I the think radio is like head model. Yeah, I will say there's a psychic cost. That's one of the things that I find most interesting is, you know, we monetize this podcast. We're not shy about that. We have ads at the beginning. I always tell people it helps support the show if you do it. And there and yet there is a cost. Like sometimes I just feel 
it, it, it's not every like the magic mind. I love that. I just told you about that for free, and they're mm-hmm. a sponsor. So that that's beautiful and natural. It's as clean as it can be, and still sometimes you're like. Wouldn't it be nice if we were just handing everything over just for its own sake? Yeah. You know what I mean? And Rob Bell, he's come up again. I was telling him how I do ads on the podcast. I was like, to make it feel clean, I do ads. Like, this is my Apollo. I love it. Mm -hmm. They're a sponsor. These are perfect jeans. I love it. These are all sponsors of the podcast. I love all of these things for real. Still, there's a little bit of a, a, a cost and I think Rob knows that because I'm like, dude, you love these types of sneakers. Just reach out to that company, get a promo code, put on the ad. Now you're 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 paying your mortgage or whatever yeah. it might be. And he won't do it. He doesn't do it. And I think those people, people like what you're saying, they know. It's like I'm saying, and I, I'm not going to do this because I, I need a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I can hear other people being like, oh, there's there's a cost. Dude, I'm I'm doing this job that I don't even like. That's a real cost. Shut right. the fuck up. I get that. But there's something about returning to a, a pure state and releasing this thing as easily as it can be consumed. For sure. And you know what else I'll say? On the other side, the viewers, they want to... They, they were like, how can we help? Yeah, I know. We, we don't want to just watch. That's why when we do the ads, we go... If you want to support the show, just yeah, buy one of these they products. They want That's, to. It's a, like think of it as a donation to the show, and you get the product yeah. for free. Like yeah. that. That helps us. It's yeah. crazy because no, I, I never nice saw it that help. way until you become fans of things on your own. You're like, yeah, like there was this one comic. I, you're absolutely right. Yeah. There was this comic who uh, she got in this terrible car accident, and she like just you know was losing. It had nothing, and put a GoFundMe, and it was like I'm sure that was really hard for her to do. I don't even know her, and I'm like, oh, I want to help. Yeah, I want to send some money. Yeah, don't forget that people do. You're you could say in uh, let's take advertising podcast out of it, but like like in certain situations, you might be robbing people of the pleasure of giving to you, of mm-hmm. helping, of helping you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've had friends that are in tight spots, and I'm like, why didn't you? Totally. You know what I mean? Like it could, it would have been a, a, a mitzvah, as they say. I've known joy. people that have committed suicide because of debt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And there's right. got to be a different solution. You know what I mean? There's got to be a different way out yeah. of that. I'm not saying, well, you know, when you hear, that's why, you know what, this is another thing, Pete, tell me what you think about this. About like two months ago, I put in my Instagram stories, today would be a good day to check on a friend. Yeah. Do you know how many messages I got from people like, hey, dude, are you okay? Is everything all right? And I wrote back, yeah, everything's fine. I'm it's, telling you, but to check I'm in telling with you to go check on someone else because yeah. I get I'm so tired, especially in our industry in stand up. We lose like what three to four comics a year, maybe. You know what I mean? And it's felt like over the pandemic through suicide, and everyone's like, "What a loss!" Check on people. It's like, how about you check on them when they're not at the worst point of their life? Right. Check right. on them when they they feel like they look like everything, and check on your successful friends. Because yeah. they need someone to check on them, too. Yeah. They want it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just give a ring. Hey, what's up? How you been? Let's, or a text. Let's quit smoking before the lung cancer. Yeah. Yeah, before it's we're, we're past the point of no return or whatever it may be. Yeah, whatever it is. That's a really good point. And what a weird telling thing about the world that we live in that you were like, it, be nice to people. And they're like, was someone mean to you? Yeah, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm not saying check on me. Yeah. I'm saying, like, go check on other people. Yeah. Because I just, I know that like anytime someone hits me up and they're like, yeah, I'm just checking in. I'm like, oh, this feels so great. Yeah. Ben Schwartz texted me two days ago and he was just, just thinking of you sending love. And I was like, it costs nothing. Nothing. Joy costs nothing. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. share. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. We withhold it. It's like the diamond market. You know how there are enough diamonds to go around and they, it, it, they, uh, 
it's manufactured scarcity. Interesting. So they withhold. I still don't understand what's the value between on them. Well, that's what I'm saying is diamonds are valuable because they're scarce, but they're actually not scarce. So they withhold them from the market to make them scarce. Interesting. So we do that same thing with joy. We're not getting the love that we need. So then we're like more reluctant to give love, even though we all know, talk about the cliche, it's one of those things that when you give it, that's actually how you get it. That's totally. not only how you get it, that's how you have it. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, it is flow. It is outpouring. That's all it is. That's all Holding it is. on to it, that's something else. I yeah. don't know what that is. That might be specialness or pride or something ugly. But like we all know this. And yet we do the diamond market to our own joy. You go like, well, I'm going to make Jay. I'd like to think I've been doing it now, to be honest. Like I'm telling you how proud I am of you, how amazing oh, you are, a great dad yeah. you are. It makes me feel great, but it's also how... It's what love is. Yeah, yeah. But if I if I withhold it again, that's like the '80s model. It's like, well, I don't want Jay to get lazy and like stop or something. I don't know what it is. That is my. I said to my mom, I go, "Do you remember when we were kids, Mom? You used to say, I'm going to have three stickers on my back windshield for the colleges that your brothers and sisters went to, and I'm going to have a flag on the antenna for the community college that you went to." She said that. She would say that to me, and I go, "Do you know how hurtful that was?" She goes, "Well, I just thought it would motivate you." That's what she used to say. You know what I mean? But that's what but what you just said, by the way, is like exactly what I'm talking about with comedy is like yeah. I always thought like you just gave this thing away because at the end of the day, being funny, whether you think so or not, it's like a gift. It's a right. it's a talent. Well, it's something you were given to be funny. And people when you go to a comedy club, man, like I took someone to comedy. I went on a date with this woman and I took her to comedy. She came to me. I came with me. I did a show. I mean, she got to sit in the back. She did the comic way. Version. But we watched a couple of extra comedians and like we're driving home. She's like, wow. She's like, I feel like amazing. And I go, you're going to feel like this for like two days because you're laughing out loud, like spilling it out. Mm. Things that you didn't think about, mm. things maybe you didn't, things you wouldn't have laughed at. Mm. You have realizations like, oh, I think that's funny. Mm. I didn't know I thought that was funny. Wow, that's great. What a great right? articulation of, of what comedy can give you. Yeah. yeah, especially when comedians dial into real things or what's real for them or specific for them and it's not some generic joke. It's these things. Those are my favorite comedians. And like that's why comedy always felt like just this thing that I had to give away. It, it hasn't been since I've also garnered self-worth and to take care of my inner child and I'm single, you know what I mean? <laughs> Before, right, like right. we had we both had incomes, money was like, oh, pick and choose when you want money. You know what I mean? Mm. Now it's like, nah, man. You know what right, I mean? Right. Anyway, a lot so of those click things. Click that Venmo link. Yeah, hit it. Hit that Jay Lawson. Jay Arson. <laughs> Venmo link. Here's the questions you didn't get to answer last time you were on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you ever, unless you did. I don't know. Help me remember. I can't remember that far back. I know, that was like me seven neither. years ago. Well, have you ever seen a ghost? No. You seem like a guy I've that always wanted to. Yeah, but on no. my special, I mean, you may not have seen it, but I did, there's some crowd work in the special. Yeah. And I ask about ghosts. Yeah. And there's a guy who said yes. And he goes, well, and we go, we go, what happened? And he, he literally goes, well, you know, he got possessed. My friend got possessed. And we're like, what? This is a different story from seeing a ghost. And talks, he gives this whole story about his friend got possessed when they went in this like abandoned house. What? Yeah. Possessed for like two months. Tried to kill one of their friends with a knife. Yeah. Full tilt. I've always wanted to see a ghost. <laughs> Not that kind. What a great pile of shit to step in for your special. 
Yeah. I watched the first 20 and the last 10. Yeah. So that, because I didn't have time to do the whole. So I must have missed the. I ghost. appreciate you even asking and like just diving in a little bit. Dive in. Um, no ghost UFO. Here's the third version. You got one? I've never seen the UFO, but do you remember? This is where kids are the greatest. Um, we're driving in Santa Monica. This is like five years ago. And all of a sudden, my daughter goes, what's that? And we look up, and it was like Elon Musk was testing some rocket ship. But it's remember that thing? always Musk. Do yeah. you remember that thing? Look, and I literally started recording, and I just said, I'm like, they're here. They're here. Like I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. This is you the day. You are the double rainbow guy for UFOs. Like, <laughs> yeah. when it happens, I want it to be your video that goes viral because they're here. Guys, they're here. Get out the homeless plate because they're here. They're going to love a Mezzi. They're going <laughs> to love a Mezzi. Yeah, apparently they put out that ring of satellites around the Earth. And whenever that happens, there's just thousands of UFO uh, sightings because he's it's Elon playing uh, supervillain. Crazy, isn't it crazy? Yeah, so, and it fucks up uh, telescope stargazing people. Oh yeah, because I don't because you can't do like time lapse uh, images. What's anymore. your whole vibe on UFOs? I mean, it's not even a niche interest anymore. It's just like a confirmed thing. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I I don't even mean right. I mean, like, have you also seen this <laughs> yeah. happening? So, I mean, but I, I like to hear people's stories because they tend to be transcendent like body stopping moment freezing moments yeah I bet. what about this i bet maybe you have one for this mm-hmm. something unexplainable meaning the one i like to use is i i was dating a girl i used to call her boogie i called a psychic by the way i like to say this we never wrote boogie on each other's facebook pages there was no and i wasn't a public person yet so there was no interest in me mm-hmm. got a phone number in a writer's room i was in called the psychic i said i want to hear, talk about my relationship and she said who's boog i called her boog instead of boogie boog she goes who's boog who's boog that's mm. that's an unexplainable thing to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. do you have anything in that does that make you think of anything something where you're well, like the only what? thing uh, you remember too because you coined it remember the golden cashew i told you about the golden cashew i remember the i think about the golden cashew all the time yeah um so that was like an inexplainable well, for those that don't know, that was the last life. time you did the podcast. Yes, yeah. You were stoned. Right. I was and stoned. You and I left was, your body and were and traveled down a black wormhole to an infinite black space. Yeah. And I was pre- I was in it and there was just a floating golden cashew. Yeah. And I started crying at an unbelievable depth. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And then like I opened my eyes and I would and like gasped for air and I was like, what was that? And then closed my eyes and I went right back into the room or the space like was just in it and it was just right there in front of me and then was crying so hard that it was just like this crazy high-pitched sound coming out of my my body by the way okay so i've had other experiences since the last time you told me this incredible story and there's something called the dmt uh yelp uh and not an ndmt the 5meo dmt which is the frog venom so when I did that, one of the people that did it did the the guy that administered the mm-hmm. medicine said that there's a specific type of scream or not scream scream sounds like terror but like a yelp yeah a yelp that oh, wait, people a, do uh, oh, that's and a- and one of my friends did it and it was like yelp it was like that and he was like that's it our it's barbaric like, it's that yelp every time yeah dead poets dead poets but you might have done like it's like when these things when these overcoming hallucinations happen there's sometimes a sound 
version. Yeah. Terrence McKenna's even had these huge, unbelievable hallucinations, but merging over reality, sort of mm -hmm. like an augmented reality hallucination. And the, the vibrational noises that he made would change. He realized that everything's vibration and he could go like, oh, and like it would start to move Ooh. like sounds. So yeah. like, I'm not surprised that your experience had a um, sonic uh, variant. Yeah. So um, cool. Well, I will say this back to just on the third one that you said, like things that are like unexplainable. I have taken on a complete acceptance that every single thing that's happening in my life is exactly what is supposed to happen when it's happening. Right. So. I'll find myself in like random situations or someone or connecting or seeing someone that just brought something up and said something and they'll always be like, oh my God. And I'm like, what? And they're like, they'll say, I'm like, yeah, this is exactly where we're supposed to be. I And I never, yep. I never look at it anymore as like coincidence or, or, or like being random or, or like strange and just like, yeah, of course. Like for me, that psychic, that psychic was put, that number got put in the room for you to call and to know about Boog infinite time ago. I agree. You know, yeah. I was just reading about this. Uh, I do A Course in Miracles, and the lesson that I was just reading was like, it was basically, it uses religious language. It was like, God knows every step you'd ever take before time began. Yeah. So that's what you just said, yeah, before yeah. time began. Also, this is a, a fun one. That What I'm saying is I'm I had a, a weird, with you. Yes. I had a weird philosophy. I don't know how it happened one a day. WP? What is that? Weird philosophy. <laughs> um, and it was that, I I don't know how it came into my head that all of our souls, our, like our living souls, are all connected in one space energy-wise, and we spin around each other. And then when we're born... A soultrifuge? Soultrifuge. Um, one gets ripped away from it and gets put into a human, and then you go and live and have experiences, and then you bring that back to the... Th to, that's why I think we're all connected. But I had this vision that like we would write out what exactly our life would be, what we want it to be, and then the whole purpose of life was to just live to try and find that true self, like to find exactly yeah. what it was. And the only way to find it is to let go completely and just allow life. I was driving with the kids two years ago, and my son goes, Dad, what's going to happen in my life? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, like, like what's what wh what is my life gonna be? And I go, buddy, you need to worry about only these things. Be honest, have fun, work hard. And there was there was another one I said. And I go, get and the if, fuck out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like I said this? I've told you this before. I, I don't think so. Oh wait, we do we golden cashew. <laughs> Anyway, and I was like, if you do all those things, your life will just open up in front of you and you just have to keep moving forward. Yeah. You just need to do those things every day. I love that. There, there's a, So going back to A Course in Miracles, the lesson I was just doing. What is A Course in Miracles? It doesn't matter. Okay. It's a, it's a text that a woman in the 70s channeled over okay, seven cool. years. It's very good. I love it. But it's not for everybody, but I love it. Anyway, one of the things it was talking about being defenseless it's like we have all these defenses against reality, but when we're defenseless, that's when the truth can like kind of descend effortlessly into our mind. And it's like if you're defended, if you're constantly trying to organize the present as you want it to be, predict the future, interpret the past, nothing new can happen. It's just a good mantra if you sit down to meditate and just go like, I am defenseless, completely yeah. open, completely spacious, just like no, no guards at my door, just yeah. like... Let it all go. So I'm doing that lesson. Um, the name of the lesson, it's 135. And it's if I attack, if I defend, I am attacked. 
and uh, it doesn't matter. But the end analogy was today is your Easter. It, that's what this text is saying. I was like, I did it on Easter. It was Easter. How fucking nuts is that? It's perfect. There's, it's not like every lesson corresponds to a holiday. Right. And I take days off. I double a lesson. I'll do the same lesson three days in a row. So the one day that I happened to do 135, I go, today is your Easter. And I was like, I'm like you. I go like, of course. Yeah. Of course. It's just happening. When fucking... It makes me enjoy moments so much more when me they happen. Too. Instead of being like, oh my God. I just go, ah. Oh. And May- I just feel like I'm seen. This is happening. May Martin. You want a crack in there? Dad, do you think that guy is coming back? Oh, I got oh, That one. was a good one. Wow. I didn't know I wanted this. See? You know how I do it. Sideways. Ooh. Yeah, side, side crack. It, apologies to everybody that that grossed out. Um, May Martin was sitting right here. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the, the myth of Iron John, and the myth of Iron John is about a ball that represents your childhood, which makes sense because your mom's womb was mm-hmm. like a ball shape, but your innocence in mythology is often uh shown as a ball anyway the ball rolls into a forbidden place in the story of iron john it rolls into the cage of the monster known as iron john and you can't just get it back from him he usually gives you some tasks that you have to do uh that involve cleaving leaving your parents whatever and joining with him and then he gives you your ball back so the wild man the obi-wan the morpheus he's dangerous he's scary but he'll actually he's the way to get your ball back you have to free him, and he'll give you your ball back. So we had a long conversation about this. That day, that day, not the next day, that day, I go home. Leela wants to watch a cartoon. She picks, she picks a new Disney show, some fucking Disney mm-hmm. Plus thing about fairy tales. I click on the episode she happened to be watching. It was like half watch. We start watching it. Two kids playing with a ball. The ball goes over the, the, the fence of a witch's yard and they have to climb <laughs> over the fence to get the ball. They're caught by the witch. They have to make friends with the witch and leave with the ball. And I was like, it was that day. I was like, this is just what's happening. Yeah. When you start getting into that flow and you start getting honest, this is my ex. I miss mom too. You start living clean, defenseless. Yeah, totally. Something new can happen. Something new, yeah. And the way that this world works is you get all these little And you're not winks. trying to self-will everything, you know, thinking, it's I know what's best for me. It's all surrender. It's all surrender. All of it, yeah, totally. I wasn't expecting it, but then you're also not even surprised. Val and I, when we first started dating, I feel like synchronicities were like a once a once every two weeks would have a good synchronicity. Now it's every it's every day. There's something every day that we go like if we really stopped and thought about that, Easter on Easter. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Yeah. Fucking it's so nuts. great. I it's love great. that. I love that you're living that way. Uh have you ever almost died? No, I wish. Really? I can't wait to die. I think can't it's gonna to be die. rad. I'm actually do you ever wrap your head around like thinking about the moment? like having to let go and where you'll be or like constantly i do it i i I, it gets gets me to this point where i'm like oh shit like i start to feel like you know what people will approach you about stand like i think it's crazy what you do you know what i mean i'd rather die than do stand up yeah and we're just like yeah no i i can't wait at times to do stand up but sometimes i'll just like allow myself to go free into the thought of just not existing and what would happen if everything went quiet or what would happen and it it changed i'm like whoa this is intense but uh, no, I've never been around 
I've never been super close to death. Wait, finish that thought. Do you mean there are times when you can get into a state where you're actually kind of looking forward to that liberation? No. no. I, I start thinking that. I'm, I've always said. I'm oh, it okay. gets overwhelming. I am 100% cool with, hey, when it's my time, it's my time. I would never, I would, it would suck for my kids if I died like today and I'm, you know, they'll nine and seven. That would be horrible for them. But I'm okay, whatever my path, because I'm just, like I said, I've just turned everything over to like whatever my path is going to be, that's my path is going to be. And I say that, but when I dive into allowing myself to go to a place where oh, everything sure. shuts off, it like, yeah. it's like, whoa, that's intense. I've never been close to death. I've joked about it a lot because my humor can sometimes be really dark. It's like dark on a level that you would never think it's dark. It's just, I present it very bright, but it's like our teeth, like yeah. the, the Chris yeah, Thayer Chris thing. thing yeah. um, but uh, no, I've never, I've always never wanted pulled to. pulled out by a riptide as a kid? No one, ever, you never walked into traffic, someone yanked you back? No. No. No, I've always been, I think, and I'm. this is not like a brag, but I think I've always been pretty aware of what's going around. I've never been in a yeah. close situation or anything oh. like that. Yeah, um, I love it. But I've been close with, I mean, I sat there with my Nana like moments before she died, you know yeah. what I mean? Which was pretty rad. Oh, I was you able were to, there when she died. I asked, I asked everyone to leave the room, and then I just said to her like everything I thought about her and what she meant to me. And then she left the room. And then everyone came back in, and she died very shortly thereafter. You know. Wow. Yeah. So you were with her. Yeah. And was it rough or was it peaceful? Oh, it was beautiful. It was like awesome. Wow. And then when my my great aunt, her sister, was dying, I asked my brother. He called me from the room. He's like, "It's not going to be far." And I go. I go, can you put the phone to your ear and just let me tell her some things? And he's like, yeah. And then there was <laughs> the comedian me. This is, I mean, t- you too. He just he he pulled the phone back and he's like, oh, you still going? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, hold on. Like the idea that he's just like, oh, hold on, you're still going. Like how you have to eyeball how long you think that's going to be? Yeah, eh, probably three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I that's one of my earliest bits. I never did on stage. It was pre actually doing stand up, just writing stand up mm-hmm. when I was like twelve. I was like, I think it's oh my God. funny. Maybe not 12. I made that up. Probably 16, 17. I'm Still. terrible with time. But uh, I was like, I used to think it was funny when you'd be on the phone with somebody. Like, I'm on the phone with you. Mm-hmm. And this is what you hear. I go like, oh, sorry, Jay. Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. I'll just be off in like two minutes. And you're like, I thought we were having this great chat. <laughs> and this <laughs> guy's giving us two minutes. I know, yeah. He ranks us two minutes. This guy's giving me the light? I'm, Gave me the light. What's going on here? That's very, I mean, it, it, it works. Um, any new thoughts about God? Yeah, you I mean, touched on some of them. I, I'm definitely. I don't know. Like, I, I, I think God gets a bad rap because it's always just tied to religion, and some people just like I don't want to be a part of any organized religion because there's so much yeah bullshit that goes into it. But um, what do you mean? Just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally in belief that there is a and I there's and a golden I, cashew. Yeah, that there's a golden cashew. But I also think that like it's almost like each of us has an individual god like that's connected to us. You know, I don't know if it's you know, I don't necessarily think mine might be yours or Katie's or anyone else outside of this room. You know what I mean? I think that we all just have one superior being that's looking over us. And whether that's true or not or real or I don't know, but it's the thing that makes me appreciate my life and be have gratitude and like laugh out loud about my kids be in horrible situations and still see the beauty and the light in all of it. You know what I mean? So, um, I think I've always felt that way. And I think again, this is back to like parenting when we were kids, I think so much and kids having imagination and their own thoughts, we beat out of people, God, 
imagination, belief, yeah, I agree. dreams, uh, by just doing things, by saying, it'd be nice of you if you did that. Because kids at that age, not only are their brains so open to believing anything that we teach them, you know what I mean? That's when you can like room a kid. Kids that are negative have negative, it's because it was pounded into them when yeah. they were kids. Yeah. And for me, there was so much of me as a child that just got shit beaten out of them mentally. It's your ball. Yeah, that and now it went over a fence. Yep, yeah, exactly. And, and it, but that now, what's that? I, I interrupted. You said it. And I now. and I think that like you know, um, for me personally, I just lived so much in like, nope, I'm gonna go control this, and I'm gonna like get control of like, you know, whatever it is. My my life, my just getting out of Massachusetts to come to Los Angeles. That was the only goal was to just get away from everything that defined me as a human. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me just go be me somewhere away from everyone that knows me. Was kind of like the idea, and then comedy kind of like took hold, and hmm. it didn't take until I like got divorced and like was able to strip myself down to nothing to be like, what is so funny right now, you piece of shit. <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. You know, I love where you're. I what if it's a pun or an acronym? I don't want to hear it. Anything else, please. It's not. It's neither. And I'm you know so what's funny sorry. is I got to watch. I'm so sorry. Anyone watching at home, re go back and watch Pete's. You saw a little smile come over his face. And you're like, oh, he's being sweet. Like he's having a sweet thought. And then it wasn't. It was just the precursor. No, it's not. Because it's not bad. He's. I'm not saying it is bad, but I can't wait to hear what it is because comedians are. We can't help it. A joke <laughs> creeps in, and it's whether we're like, yeah, keep going with that joke you while I listen. You said hold. Mm-hmm. Take hold. Mm-hmm. And my friend Oren Brimmer wrote this sketch. We never shot it, but it's a, this is what I couldn't stop imagining. Uh-huh. It's a line of like Braveheart soldiers, like on a hill, mm-hmm. like about to storm yeah. another. Hold that. It's hold. Yeah. But instead of like a castle, it's one modern tank, okay. and the modern tank is just aiming up it's like like using like laser systems and the braveheart guy is going hold and it goes back to the tank hold and then uh, just, just him he just well i think he blows up like a big patch of them yeah and then the braveheart guy is like oh like he just doesn't understand and that's what made me laugh and that i'm so is, sorry that would be a hilarious hold. cold open you know it's a I great mean? sketch, yeah. Oren Brimmer. I love that. At Oren Brimmer. <laughs> there you go. But yes, I heard everything you said, and yeah, I, I actually loved it. And this is just what I like to do. I like to see where, where we line up. Your your soulfuge thing, the one the inherent oneness of the of the of all beings is very beautiful and and, and seeming to separate, to have these experiences, and then the point of life being to regroup, that's very in line with me. And the idea that of having a personal Depeche Mode, your own personal Jesus thing, is also very in line with my thinking and a lot of traditions that I've studied, which is that God, guru, and self are one, meaning like the the, the separation between you and God is an illusion. Mm-hmm. And it's your job here to wake up from that illusion. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're this omnipresent, all-powerful. That's an ego trip. It means that the the spring of life inside of you is the only life there is. There's one life, there's one love, there's one God. Mm. And that's why we're here. We're having all these experiences and and maybe those synchronicities are winks that we're doing we're, the path. I don't I don't even know if that's true. All I know is I like what you said. Yeah, I like that. I used, and I, I know you're about to wrap up. Hold, hold. 
I do like the idea of the guy who was saying hold doesn't get blown away. Oh, he doesn't. So Mud he, and blood hits his yeah, face, but he doubles there. down. Yeah. Hold! Like, he doesn't. Guys, go. Hey, Arthur, are you sure we should keep holding this guy? <laughs> that, <laughs> this thing seems pretty powerful. a great role for you. You're yeah. on the horse next to him. Hey, uh, Arthur, real quick, should we... I feel like we should stop Spread holding. out? <laughs> hold! <laughs> the hold sketch. We got to do I love it. it. We got to do it. I love it. Okay, you were saying something, I thought. Yeah, but I'd rather end on that. I mean, are we ending right now? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's better. That was fun, that hold. There's one more. Oh, okay. In that uh, case, I used to do this joke where I would say, uh, I go, uh, do you guys honestly think anything's happening in Cincinnati, Ohio right now? I go, it doesn't even exist. I go, until you get on a plane and you're landing, and then it appears, and then all this disappears. That's really funny. It used to just be like a thing, you know. Well, I mean, don't get me started. We again on We Made It Weird. Valentine. Welcome back to Don't Get Me Started. <laughs> this is the Don't Get Me Started show. But the idea there is an illusion. Everything you've ever experienced happens in the place called here. Distance is an illusion. Mm-hmm. Just real quick, you close your eyes, you feel your nose. Like just feel your nose. And where do you feel that sensation? You feel it in the place called here. You just say, well, "I feel it here." Okay. Mm-hmm. Now feel the bottom of your feet. Where do you feel that sensation? Also here, it's it's the visual stimulation. Like when you open your eyes and look, well, here's my nose. Now you're imposing distance. Oh, yeah. But Cincinnati and your feet and your nose, everything happens here. Sometimes this manifests when you get, when I get really stoned, I feel like I'm on a treadmill and I'm moving the earth mm-hmm. instead of I'm moving. I'm, my feet are moving the earth towards me. Like I'm pulling the sidewalk towards me with my feet. That's a stoned version of the very true realization that you've only ever been one place called here and you've only ever been in one moment called now. Deal with it. Golden Cashy, man. (laughs) Real quick. Real quick, bro. By by the way, if you like that, Rupert Spira, he's who helped me articulate that feeling that I was having, but he's great. S-P-I-R-A on YouTube. Um, Last question. Can you shut the fuck up and get out of my fucking face? Yeah. Okay. Um, last question. Um, can you tell me the time? Are you hurt? No, bro, you not mad? at all. Bro, you mad? <laughs> um, I was just making sure you knew I was joking. Um, can you think of the time in your life when you laughed harder than you've ever laughed? Oh, bro. You know what's so funny is I haven't laughed crazy hard in years. And I assimilate, I don't know if that's the proper use of the word, not just like the pain I went through in the last three years, but like before that, you know, as a comedian, like everyone else is dying laughing and we're in the back of the room and we're just like, oh yeah, I get why that works. Yeah. You know, like you're breaking down the joke. Yeah. Like it's been very recent that I've been like, hey, just watch, you know, like just, just like participate. Yeah. With every, it's like, you know, try not to be the funny dad all the time. Just be a dad around dads yeah. or be a person around people, not having to be this comedian that's, you know, and, uh, you know, people might, I feel like I've gotten comedy shamed a lot in my comedy life. You know what I mean? Sometimes my comedy feels alt or sometimes it feels mainstream, whatever. Um, I never forget. I did a, I did a comedy festival and I was on like this panel show and everyone was like, who's the greatest. It was a very alty vibe. Who's the greatest like comedic male actor. And I was just like, Vince Vaughn. Like and people were like, I got booed. Other people were like, what? And I'm like, he's unbelievable, you know. Um, oh, wow, thanks, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what I what I no no no. Well, you know what I like about that? It was honest. It was honest. You're doing you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like the only time I ever when people the only thing I'll never forget seeing something about Mary in a movie theater, and I watched a human being roll out of their chair into the aisle. <laughs> And I never, I never forgot like laughing so much with a group of people. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, I can think of moments. There were just so many moments when I was a kid that we were laughing hysterically, but I usually was the one starting these things or like being a part of them. So I never really think of moments where I just laugh uncontrollably anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I yearn for it. I just went to New York and did podcasts and I was like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm laughing a lot. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm finding joy not through something I'm not I'm not trying to make people laugh and I was also able which is something you've always been good at to laugh at my to say something that was funny and, and laugh also thing. laugh at it yeah you know what I mean yeah whereas I used to think like that was my Boston comedy I make the joke you laugh you know what I mean right and then I started was able to like make jokes on podcasts while I was back there and I, I would make the joke and I'd be like <laughs> Like, wasn't that fun? That was fun, you know? And I was like, oh, you can celebrate yeah, you your can own comedy your own in a way. Yeah, yeah, it felt really good. Why not? It's your time, too. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I know, but I just never... I, it, it was... it For some reason, there was a thing that was implemented no, I when I was a kid. I remember that being shamed. You're selfish yeah. if you laugh at your own... It was selfish phony. of me to do anything nice for yourself. It was yeah. selfish. Yeah, you had yeah, to yeah. do it for someone else. Yeah. That was kind of like the way we were raised, too. I agree. And it was, again, my therapist has come up twice, uh, who I haven't seen in many years. But he's going to do the pod. I'm excited. He was like, I always wanted a girlfriend so I could go get a massage. And it was like, just go get a massage. Yeah. <laughs> that was like an epiphany for oh, me. Oh, wow. It's yeah. like, you can, just, you can just order sugar fish? Yeah. You don't have to wait till you're dating somebody? Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I used to have a friend that I lived with, and I didn't know that you could... I remember one time he went and got food, came home, and, and bought a beer to come home and have a beer and watch it. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. You could do this? You could yeah. just like be do these What's cool this? little things for What's yourself? This? this man's loving himself. Would you light a candle? <laughs> yeah. You're lighting a candle? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not modeled very much for men. Women no. are taking baths and having a glass of red wine or whatever. <laughs> yeah. so we, we don't have that as I much. get flowers for myself. That's what I do. I get flowers for myself. Are you yeah. kidding me? Of course. It's best. Past the floor. Oh, it's it's not a holiday. It's fucking right now, baby. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. That's all I, there is I'm, is now. I'm the, greatest, I'm the greatest actor. Thank you very much. I wish my Vince Vaughn was better. We both do. Well, Jay. I love you, man. I love you, too. Thanks for having me. I'm proud of you. Thanks, buddy. Really impressed. Thanks whatever that keeps saying it but it's true i'll take it i just think you're an impressive guy thanks pal love you need you go watch uh sounds like bruce yeah on uh youtube and share it comment and venmo you know, it yeah and venmo it would you say keep it crispy it's just how we end keep it crispy <gasps> goodbye <laughs>